We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. What up? Welcome to The Corner. I'm Kel Dansby. And I'm Andreas Hale. And we are two journalists who cover wrestling, boxing, and MMA, but we also love hip-hop. You may think those worlds don't blend, but we make it work. On today's show, we'll be talking about Drake putting Meek Mill on the OVO screen. We're going to talk about Rowdy Rowdy Piper and how he shaped our childhood. We're going to have to talk about the World Series of Fighting brawl that Andreas was in the middle of. Damn, they got hit in the head by a chair. And we're going to talk about Danny Garcia, everything else, Ronda Rousey. But first, we got to talk about Floyd Mayweather fighting who? Andre Berto. They just announced this like 40 minutes before we started recording. Yo, I thought this wasn't going to happen. I, I thought he was just trolling it, us. Yo, all right. If y'all can't tell, I'm incredulous right now. I'm, I'm unhappy. Um, so a man walks into a bank, right? Goes straight to the safe. Takes all the money. Puts in his Louis Vuitton bag. Walks out. The teller's in his way. Punches the teller. Walks out. Mayweather Berto. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Money He's robbing grab. the bank. This is there is no this is nothing that's stopping Floyd Mayweather. This is the easiest bank heist ever. Nah, he he can fight whoever he wants. No, he He's can't earn that. What is, what is he, what is he fought Pacquiao? Right. Everyone got to shut the hell up. That's it. So fight you Manny fight Manny. You're running for Manny. He fights Manny. He dominates Manny. He can do whatever he wants. So when you're fighting are you fighting to be the greatest of all time or you or what are you fighting for he's already he's already who he's going to be his legacy is set he's good so this doesn't tarnish his legacy no this is like jay from 08 on that's bullshit it's exactly like that this is jay-z releasing whatever the hell he wants after that that's absolutely not this true is, this is beach chair let me explain something that's to what you. floyd mayweather let, is let me let me break this down to you ice cube was the greatest rapper of all time for a number of years, from Kill That Will to Death Certificates, Lethal Injection, Predator, you can include Lethal Injection. Um, and then he put out more music and it sucked. And it wasn't as good. And eventually you tarnish your legacy when you hang around too long and you're not putting out the quality product that you should have had before. 
Not saying that that's Mayweather because his he has his skills haven't diminished, but you can hurt yourself by going longer and fighting people that you shouldn't be fighting. He, I mean, this is a cherry pick. Anybody who's ever said Mayweather is a cherry picking person, now you have proof. He picked Andre Berto, who does not deserve this fight. Who would, deserves this fight? You tell me who deserves this fight. If somebody, who listen, listen. Somebody got knocked out by Jesus Soto Caras doesn't deserve to fight the best fighter in all of boxing. Then who? Keith, Amir Khan? Pick, pick one. Amir Khan? Keith Thurman, Amir Khan, Sean Porter, Kell Brook, anybody in the top ten. Berto's not even ranked. Like, what has he done to get – okay, Berto beat – Berto lost to Robert Guerrero. Floyd beat Robert Guerrero. Yes. Berto lost to Victor Ortiz. Floyd beat Victor Ortiz. What in there constitutes that Andre Berto deserves this fight? Floyd's just trying to do the homie a favor. Here, take can, this paycheck. Can you you got to give the check to someone. You listed all these fighters who should fight Floyd. Which of those fighters is going to beat Floyd? That's not what we're talking about. Is everyone going to lose to Floyd? Of course, but why? So what does but, it matter? He's but just why? giving his friend the hookup. Here, take this nah. dough because he got to give it to someone. Nah. Everyone's going to face the same fate. So, he, so that means you don't do it, fights. right? That means you don't do it. You, that means you don't fight the young lion. You fight the old, washed-up bum. That's what you do? He wants the KO. I've said this on like five different episodes. But what does that do for he, you? It looks great. People love the KO. Girls love the KO and the long ball. You walk off like Jeter did. You knock the guy out. You raise your hands in the air. That's the last image of Floyd, and that's it. So you, you mean to tell ball. me if Jeter's last hit was a home run and single-A ball, that it would be the same thing? No, he hit it in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, but this ain't Yankee Stadium. And they Berto's gave him not a fluff of a pitch. Do you remember that? Now? Berto is you not. You think people are going to hey, care about that in 20 years? Berto is A-ball. He's Berto's not qualified to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. Berto's not qualified to be on the mound. Go YouTube Jeter's last pitch in Yankee Stadium. I see don't this care. fucking softball that I, they lobbed up to listen, so he could hit it over the fence. I do not care. And in care. 20 years, they're not going to remember that shit. In I do not years, care. years, you're going to see Floyd standing over somebody. Listen. Berto's name's not even going to be in a conversation. Yes, Floyd it will. Floyd Mayweather standing over blank. Floyd Mayweather. I, and I've been one of the staunchest advocates for Floyd Mayweather throughout his entire career. I think he's one of the finest boxers that I've ever seen, especially. Definitely of this generation. But it's hard to defend somebody who says he's the greatest of all time, the best ever, when he's cherry-picking his 49th fight. He cherry-picked all his fights. No, no, no. no, no. We, we had just had this with glasses more before. But but Floyd didn't cherry-pick every last... All of his fights that didn't happen weren't his fault, right? No. And, and he's the best... He's the smartest boxer I've ever seen. That's true. That's true. But why would... If you can beat everybody, why wouldn't you beat the best? Why wouldn't you beat a Keith Thurman? Why wouldn't you beat... A Sean Porter. Because it ain't you? the time. What do you mean it's not the time? Is it Andre Berto's time? No, it's not the time because that's what Floyd has always done. Like, why didn't you fight De La Hoya early? It wasn't the time. You catch people when they're washed or you catch people when they're a little too early, like he did with Canelo. Because, yo, this kid's going to figure it out. He's going to put it together. Thurman, he must look at and say, you know what? He's trying to outbox people now. When he was just a knockout artist guy, I, I can take that chance because I can beat him. Now he's trying to sharpen his skills, become a boxer, and has knockout power. Too dangerous. Don't want to fight him now. And then you look at someone like Amir Khan. Yo, Amir Khan looks really weak at 140. 147, yo, this is kind of a different fighter. Amir, you're not getting this fight now. And it's all in when he fights people. He's always fought people when they're washed up or before their prime. Too many of those guys are in their prime staying away. That's exactly what he's doing now. So he's not it, doing anything different than what he did his entire career. So, Kel, in the in his, the um, the history books, is Floyd the best, greatest of all time? He is not. His his career resume is not the greatest of all time. Now, if we're just talking talent, 
the, we can't talk about talent because we can say Roy Jones was the greatest of all time. Roy that was Jones probably is up there. The most gifted, athletically gifted fighter we've ever seen. Yeah. I but mean, Floyd Mayweather, we can't just talk about skills. You got to fight. You still have to fight. And six if, Hall of Famers on his resume by the time it's all said and done. Undefeated but, record, 49-0, and 0, maybe 50-0. and 0. It's but, when he fought them. Yeah, it's true. It's like, but, you know, is it the same thing? Like, if I'm Kobe and I beat the Washington Wizards, Jordan, is that the same as beating, like, the night, like those 72-10 and 10 Bulls? Absolutely not. Nobody's going to really give you credit for that. Well, look at who the Bulls beat those years. People quietly question who the Bulls beat those years and be like, yo, run down the teams. Ooh. They beat Portland. Who was the best team in the Western Conference? Portland was whacked that year. Are you they kidding me? And Terry Porter. Wait, do you watch basketball? I watch basketball. You can't. He you did play, not you, have you, the hardest you, run you, to his championship. You absolutely can't. You got to be kidding me. It's not. It's nothing compared the to the Eastern Conference. Teams. The Eastern Conference at that time was rough. It's with nothing Knicks- compared to those '80s teams and what he was doing in the '80s when he didn't win what? championships. Oh my god! God you, damn it! Listen, you saw it all. You here already? Chica- I got to talk with a Chicago fan. About Jordan, I'm not even. A, I'm not even a Bulls fan You're like not that. Bulls fan. White Sox, yeah, I'm a White Sox fan. But the bottom line is, it's the, the it's Bulls the, went 72 and 10, right? Yeah, it's the same opponent. But I'm saying people take that away from him. It's like, yo, his competition in those championships wasn't that great. And that's much, what some people say. I mean, but how much weight does it really carry with none with, to you, right? Like none to most people, because you can see that he was the greatest. It's fine. Like you can tell with your eye test. Babe Ruth didn't play against black players. And people still consider him well, one of the best baseball players ever. Not really anymore. If not the. <laughs> not really anymore. You can't find a top five without Babe Ruth in it. Yeah, you can. That's You're going to be hard-pressed. I mean, you can. And people just leave that out of the way. There's there's these little caveats to people all the time. You got to fight. It's, there's it's, always something you can say. Look, and Floyd, he's going to be one of the greatest ever. One of. 50 but, and 0 would put him there. But what does it mean? Like, Are, are you looking forward to this fight? I'm not looking forward to the fight. I'm... Try to see what club I go to after. Who's performing? Like, does I mean, can you? Is it, it's hard to get up for a fight like this? Even the undercard is semi trash. Yeah, I don't want to watch Badu Jack and versus George Groves. It's not a bad fight. Nah, ah, but I'm just saying it's not a bad nah, fight. But it's, it's not, not Errol Spence, Keith Thurman. No, which we thought it was going to be along the lines of something great. Would you pay for this fight if you were in a, a boxing journalist? No, no. But why not? Luckily enough, I don't have to pay for these fights. But why wouldn't you pay for it? If Floyd's so great, you're just paying for an exhibition match because this is nothing but a sparring session. Don't get me telling on myself here, Dre. I'm, I'm getting you to tell on yourself, man, because it's, uh, it's difficult. I would to illegally s- stream this fight. <laughs> you guys don't do this. <laughs> I'm not advocating that to all my people with Showtime and HBO. It, it's, they keep me employed. I'm just saying, it's hard when you troll and the troll comes true. Like he tro- Floyd trolled us. The day we was at Broner's gym and he said... Yeah, I'd probably fight Berto or Kareem Mayfield. Yep. And I looked at Kevin Ioli from Yahoo, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I was like, you got to be kidding me, right? And then well, Since that day, you told me every time. I felt like he was trolling. And I think Floyd in his head was like, well, fuck it. They're going to think that I'm cherry-picking anyway, so why don't I just fight him? Why but, not? But you, it hurts your legacy. Because you still have a lot of people who say you are going to – like, he could possibly be the great – there's people that defend him. It's harder to defend this. Who's Ali's last three fights? He lost. I mean, he fought Larry Holmes. He fought Leon. He fought Leon Spinks. Like he fought guys who were champions. Like Ali went out on his shield. Most so, fighters don't go out undefeated. Let's let's be clear. Like Floyd's gonna go out undefeated. Yeah. But especially when you're picking fights like this, you're gonna go undefeated. Canelo's gonna look great at the end of Floyd's career. Pacquiao's gonna look great at the end of Floyd's career. I don't know how great Pacquiao will look. 
Pacquiao's resume speaks for itself. Pacquiao's resume is great, but there are going to be detractors who remember you got flattened by Marquez. We remember. A lot of people are going to remember you got flattened by Marquez. It's probably one of the most high-profile knockouts in a fight ever. Definitely. You can't get away from it. In the grand scheme of Pacquiao's career, it's going to stand where it stands, and then when we are 60, you're just going to look back, and kids are going to be like, oh, Floyd Mayweather, the best ever, TBE, because he called himself that, and that's what's going to go down in the history books. They're going to look at his record. They're going to say 49-0, 50-0, and they're going to back it. Because they weren't there to watch this, just like us. It's going to stand the test of time. When the people with the eyes in the ring against the, like us, at the Pacquiao fight, seeing that that's not the same Pacquiao, once we go, the shit's going to hold up. It's doubtful. Because, I mean, come on, dude. Like, the greatest player is Michael Jordan, and there's no doubt about it, right? Is there really, like, a doubt about it? That no, Jordan... but go to the next, next sport, besides Jordan. Okay, we, where do we want to go? We want to go what? Greatest, greatest wide receiver of all time? Jerry Rice. Randy Moss. You gotta, you gotta get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> like you got to go. See? All right, there you go. <laughs> Randy Moss is the most, one of the most athletically gifted wide receivers. You say gifted, I say he's the best ever. How? So, just because I think he's the best ever. He owns the touchdown record. He did amazing things his rookie year. He did amazing year. things. He is the most talented receiver ever. He's better than Jerry Rice. He is more talented than Jerry Rice. No, no, no. Is he better than Jerry Rice? He's better Rice? than Jerry Rice. Really? He's number one. Jerry Rice can be number two. Jerry Rice can be number two. Jerry Rice can be number two. What fucking planet do you live on? The planet where Randy Moss is the greatest The same planet ever. that Floyd Mayweather is better than Sugar Ray Robinson, too, right? I didn't say that. I'm just asking you because you, you obviously have to be on some other I kind of planet. I say he's in the top five. Randy Moss has had great, consistently great years like Jerry Rice. Randy Moss in Oakland was shit. Let's remember that. Everyone in Oakland is shit. No, 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 no. Jerry Rice was a god everywhere he went. Charles Woodson isn't Charles Woodson in Oakland. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Randy Moss was not. Was he? He was still like in his prime when he went to Oakland. Jerry Rice good in Oakland? When was Jerry Rice in Oakland? How old was he? Fuck if I know. He had like braids. He kind of looked like Jay Lethal. How many years? It was all bad. How many years did Jerry Rice play? How many consecutive games did Jerry Rice play? This is With about Terry Rice and Randy Moss. Ah, okay. This is about Floyd Mayweather, and he can still be the greatest. Never. In some people's eyes. Glasses already has a man. I know. Everybody's going to have a stupid opinion. Everybody's going to say that somebody's the great. Like Somebody will say what? Thurman Thomas is the greatest running back of all time? That's it's foolish. That's a dumb opinion. But it's like it, saying Emma Smith is the greatest running back of all time. There are people who believe that. Which is the dumbest opinion. Who's the greatest running back? Just randomly. Just Who do you think? Barry Sanders. Walter Payton? Oh, and Barry Sanders and Jim Brown. Jim Brown, or my one and two. But, they, but you look at the defenses they played against. You look at the eras that they played in. I now, think Barry Sanders best of all time. The Dallas Cowboys had the best offensive line ever in front of him. Right. So we have a mano y mano thing here with Floyd Mayweather being a fighter. Sugar Ray Leonard had to fight Roberto Duran, Thomas Hearns, Marvin Hagler. Way in their prime. He, I mean, he, you could argue that, that people argue that Leonard waited for Hagler to get old, but Leonard took three years off himself and didn't fight. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather is not fighting these guys in their prime, and it's going to hurt him. That's why he's the smartest boxer of all that's, time. That's fantastic. We're not talking about the smartest boxer. We're talking about the greatest boxer of all time. And when you want to be that and you fight somebody like Andre Berto and you pick him and you know there's better competition out there, you can't be. My thing is just over the test of time, who's going to boost his resume that much that's available but right that, now? But that's, that, that's the point. When you're on the top, you're determined by your competition. Right when you reach a certain level, the only way to keep it is by f- taking on the best and beating the best. When you start fighting bums, people are going to question your legacy. And by fighting Andre Berto, who is nowhere near earned this opportunity, he's going to have his legacy questioned by people who didn't question it before. Well, he needs to come back for fifty. If what? he comes back for fifty, it ends it all. But what does it mean? Because people will be like, he cherry picked forty nine. 
50, no, if he's 50, not, 49 is not going to count. It's going to be like 48, 48A, 49. To a lot of people, they're just going to look at this as everything that we said about Floyd Mayweather is true. He doesn't fight tough competition. Keith Thurman, even though we believe that Keith wouldn't beat him, you have to give him a chance. But not taking on the best, like that's like that's like, like no boxer fights the best fighter in his division back to back to back to back to back. Did Floyd do We're it back to back to back? Wait, wait, did Floyd do it back to back to back to back? No, but this time he wants to take an off fight. Other fighters take well, off fights. Kovalev just had an off fight. Let, let's be let's be completely honest here. Was Madonna's in Floyd's league? No, Madonna wasn't in Floyd's league. Floyd kind of trolled us with the first fight, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he set us up for the okie doke. So for the he, general public, not has Floyd fought media. elite competition? Has he fought the best person he could fight? He Even has right now, fought the best person he can fight. Even Manny Pacquiao's the second best at one forty-seven in the world. Still, you sure about that? Who else is beating him? Marquez. Marquez hit him with one punch. I don't care. A loss is a loss. You get flattened, you lost. Because if Floyd Mayweather lost, to fight Marquez again. No, no, no. He's here's like my 80, here's my point. Here's my point. When when Manny Pacquiao was wrecking everybody. I don't care whose fault it is. If Floyd Mayweather would have fought Manny Pacquiao and Manny Pacquiao was the, considered the best pound-for-pound pound fighter and beat him, there'd be no argument. But when you fight damaged goods, as we can clearly see that Manny Pacquiao is, there are going to be questions. You are going to be questioned. Whether it's your fault or not, I'm not saying this is all Floyd's fault. I put a lot of blame on Manny Pacquiao. But when you don't fight the man who's the best, it's hard for you to say you're the best ever. It's difficult. And then you go fight Andre Berto as an encore? Amir Khan is just going to make him next level. Amir, Amir Khan's going to take him from he doesn't 15 need next on people's level. list to you have to eight. Pr- when you're the champ, you prove yourself. You take on the best at all times. You don't take a night off. Champs don't do that. Floyd Mayweather is doing that just for $40 million. Let Mayweather bully someone. Every now and then it's He's nice to bullying be a bully. Some, he bullied Maidana. Maidana didn't earn that fight. Good. Let's be completely real about that. Every now and then you just need to knock someone the hell out. But he's not. And if he knocks out Berto, how much credit does it really give him when Jesus Soto Caras knocked out then Andre Berto? Then you can't win. We want I'm, Mayweather to knock someone out. Oh, he didn't knock no, out no, the right No, I don't person. care about the night knockout. See, I care about fighting elite competition. And if he fought elite competition, didn't get a knockout and does what Floyd Mayweather does in schools fighters, I'm totally content so with that. Canelo wasn't elite? I'm fine with Canelo. I thought it was a great fight for Floyd. I have no qualms with Canelo Alvarez. Pacquiao wasn't what people clamored for then. That's Pacquiao, not five He's not years, top five. Was it five years too late? Come on, let's let's be real. Was sure it five? It was too late. Okay, was okay. He still not top five, top three in the division. Was he top five or top three in the division? Yeah, but he was damaged goods. Now was that he not, just says something about your division. That's not Mayweather. Was fight. was he not damaged goods when Floyd decided to fight him? Let's just be real. Manny needed that fight more than Floyd needed that fight at that point. Everyone needs to fight more than Floyd needs to fight. They didn't need it before. That's why they didn't fight each other. When Manny needed it because he lost, Floyd fought him. Yeah. No matter how many ways you slice it. Manny was damaged goods. He fought Chris Algieri. Come on, yo. A lot of people fought Chris Algieri. But I'm saying, and even when people say, you know, if Floyd says, well, Chris Algieri, you know, got Manny Pacquiao picked Chris Algieri, Chris Algieri at least beat Ruslan Provodnikov. Who the hell is Andre Berto beat to earn this title shit? Did this fight with Floyd Mayweather? Nah, this is just a solid for Berto. And it's a knockout. He just wants the what easy if, knockout. Okay, question. If Floyd doesn't want, knock out Andre Berto, then what? Well, yeah, then it's exactly. a wasted night. And then you move on to 50. And you can't retire off of this. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he could just walk into the sunset off of Andre Berto. But if you want an off fight, if for some reason you're not feeling healthy, Pacquiao's not healthy leading then that fight. Then don't fight. You want the money. Fuck the money. You got. You, you just, just told made, Mayweather fuck the money. You, you just, that's, the, that's your you argument. Just you just made, told Mayweather yo, fuck the money. You made $230 million. If you were not healthy enough to fight, 
fighting next May. Is there ever enough money? So if you're gonna fight next yes. May, if you're gonna fight next May, right? Yeah. They're opening a new arena. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, putting all this stuff behind you. Fifty is way more lucrative than forty nine. Correct? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? It's record breaking. Let me ask you a question. It's not a record breaker. Let's be let's be clear. Other fighters have fought and went undefeated. We hang up ourselves up on this Rocky Marciano shit, and nobody really cares about Marciano's record because nobody, can, except for you, considering him as one of the greatest boxers of all time because of a bullshit record. Joe Calzaghe retired undefeated. Nobody talks about him. Let's wash that one up. It's all about who you fight. If Floyd were to fight Manny Pacquiao again, it would make more than any fight that we could put out there, right? Correct. So, so you do that shit in May, and you do it on a new deal. This is the last fight of his old deal. The next fight... You're just giving him a pass is what they, you're doing. You end your old deal. What's wrong with that? You could sit out, yeah, but why not take a tuna can, end the old deal why? of old money because you signed that three you're years You're the best. Ago. Fight the If you could beat everybody, if you're good enough to beat everybody, fight the best. Don't give me that shit that you're the best. And then you, you could wait until May and fight the same no, person no, 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 no. you fight. You want to fight, that means Khan, you need fight a, him in May. That means you need a break. You don't want to be perceived in that manner. If I'm the champ and I want to prove I'm the best in the world, I'm fighting everybody, every comer who's coming at me. I'm not taking no pass it's against a guy business. who's a bum. It's always business. With no, me, I'm brother. not talking about business. business. I'm talking about being the best ever. This that's all I'm talking business. about. If he wants, if it, business like, first, legacy second. That's that's Floyd's mantra, right? That's what that's what he's about. So accept the criticism that's going to come at you. That's all I'm saying. Don't be like, oh, the critics, all oh, the fans. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to say it's easier to stomach when you're making damn near half a billion. Well, then don't dollars. cry. I'm just saying you can't cry about it because that's what's going to happen. It is. You, uh, this is a, this is a fight that you're going to be criticized, whether you're trolling or not. If you don't care about your legacy, if you don't getting think a knockout way. helps. That's what I'm saying. No, it Get doesn't. a knockout helps. You don't think it's not going to quiet the haters? You don't think? No, Andre Berto. Look again. If I'm Alex Rodriguez and I hit a home run against a triple A, a double A pitcher, it's not the same against as hitting a home run against Clayton Kershaw. It's not the same. It's not the same, and you can't. And if I'm Alex Rodriguez and I go, "Yo, I just whopped a, a 480 foot home run off of this single A no name pitcher," nobody gives a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the pitcher. That's what I'm saying. Barry that, Bonds. Now broke that was the stupid. Now that was stupid. Barry Bonds broke the record. That was stupid. When Barry Bonds tied the home run record, who was it against? Hey, can I remind you that was stupid? I'm just saying. Pitchers matter. Okay, but not when the other person is great in chasing history. But no, what I'm saying is you can't. Who did Barry Bonds hit everybody. the game tie? No, who did he hit the record tie home run off of? But he hit 72 exactly. of them before that. What's your point? That's what I'm saying. When you, no, when no, you no. hit the record this tie is, home run, no one cares about the pitcher. This they is care foolish. about the person breaking the record. This is foolish. You want to know why? Because you're talking about somebody hitting a ball out of a stadium, and we're talking about two men trying to beat their brains in. It's not the same thing. It's a placeholder for the great event the 50 is the coup de gras wait 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 okay so let me ask you this if barry bonds was going to break the record and he had his choice of pitcher every time he he was going to bat wouldn't that change the perspective he hit 73 home runs against a bunch of single legs i mean people change the perspective because he was on every steroid known to man yeah, everybody was i don't care yeah i mean it doesn't bother me are you asking me because i don't care i still yeah. think barry pitchers bonds want steroids too the record yeah so, so yeah so, so what care. i'm saying is if he got to hand pick his pitchers I can hand pick whoever the hell I want. If you beat them all, that's pretty damn good. No, it's not. If I pick a bunch of fucking eight-year-olds and hit home runs off of them, that's the same? They're not eight-year-olds. He just picked the third best person in the division. He picked a single-A ball player. If Michael, if, if, if Vince Carter this fight dumps this over... This is a shitty fight. Huh? It's a shitty... Okay, let's just be honest. It's a it's shitty, a shitty fight. fight. But okay. he's allowed a shitty fight. No, he's not. This isn't the UFC. You don't have to fight number one, number two, they number don't get one, to pick number they two. They don't I get know, to pick exactly. This isn't when you're a champion... And you got to run the gauntlet 
of everyone in your division, and Again, that's hard as hell. You just this made the not, mistake. He's not running the gauntlet. He's not fighting the number one contender every fight. Exactly. And and boxing is not the standard. That's what I'm saying. It's not the standard. And UFC mm. is the standard. Then you can say, you know, it's a little fucking wishy-washy. It's not the standard this in boxing. Is wishy-washy. You can pick a, a relaxing fight and just go about your business. Okay. That, that, that's that's your final answer? That's my final answer. This is okay. This is okay. He gets the knockout, sets up 50. There's nothing wrong with it. And we'll both be there next May to watch 50. Yeah, but I won't care. Like, like if, if being in the building to watch Andre Berto, I don't, like, care. You don't care. This doesn't feel... i rooting for the knockout. This doesn't feel like a big deal. And if I'm, not, if I'm not a boxing journalist, I'm not paying for this fight. You can't convince me. Unless the Hulk and Thor are in the main event and this is the co-main <laughs> event, I give a damn about this fight from a competitive standpoint. That's what sports are is competition. And, like, if you're... For him, it's about a paycheck. And, and, and everyone knows this. He never said anything different. He's about the paycheck. Again, it's just the whole legacy being the best ever. As long as he's fine with saying, I don't give a damn about where I, my place is in history. I think he's fine saying, I'm the richest ever, and then let's see where I fall. I'm fine with him being the richest ever. Like, Floyd the businessman, smart guy. Great. Great what he's done for himself. But it hurts the sport of boxing as a whole. And you say you want to, You say you want to help it, but you're hurting it, charging people probably $65 to watch you beat up a bowling pin. The greatest troll of all time would be if Floyd takes a dive. That'd be amazing. It'd fuck up the world of boxing. But it'd be the greatest troll of all time. What is Birdo on? We got to see what the odds came out at. It's going to be some retarded. It's going to be worse than Ronda, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. But speaking of picking on wimps, and I won't call him a wimp. Oh, damn. I was about to say he's been downgrading a week picking on a wimp. Let's talk about Drake picking on Meek Mill. Because we left off last week. Meek's diss track didn't drop yet. Meek? Meek is a wimp, though. I can't get over this. Like, you know, like three episodes ago, you were talking to me. Meek has number one album in the he nation. He did have number one album. Oh, the barbs didn't help. Meek Mill. The barbs didn't help. He's so hot. Like, he's one of the hottest hey. artists right now. All this shit. And then now he's a wimp. Hey, you go up. You go up. It was just it, a week ago. It was. Meek bit off way more than he can chew. Dude, I don't think Back to Back came out before the last show. It didn't. It didn't. It dropped, like, the night of. The show, I think. And, and, and let's be, I want to be back completely honest. Back to Back honest. was dope, by the way. Back to Back was dope. This is not like the greatest battle of all time. Like, people are putting a lot of dubs on it. Oh, Drake's amazing. Like, no, it's not even close. This isn't Common against Cube. This isn't Nas and Jay. The theatrics around it did make it better I than mean, it was. The theatrics have been great. OVO Fest was yeah. dope. Yeah, and we'll talk about that too. But, um, Meek just really committed career suicide. I don't think he can come back from this. I don't know if your boy can put out this terrible diss track. Let's be awfully awful diss track where he's yelling. He called him like a dork. Yeah, it it wasn't good. It was I mean, terrible. He said he got peed on. That shit was funny. Yeah, but it was funny. But then it was like, what? He didn't put it in a bar, though, so it wasn't clever. Like, like he just tried to talk shit at the end of the song. That's why he got pissed off. Like hip hop. Here's my thing. Hip hop is all about being clever. And that's all what battle raps have always been is being clever and embarrassing your opponent when you go out on twitter and say and fire all your shots and then repeat them in in the rap doesn't have the same effect like drake was a smart kid this is what i like in this battle too you have the nerd and you have the thug who can't read <laughs> the nerd drag a read yeah I, I know just just follow along with the oh, analogy okay. continue the nerd drags the thug into the spelling bee and embarrasses the thug the thug can't read now you're in the wrong place, and you try to battle back. Now you're just stuck, and you need to shut up. Now here's my problem: the more Drake needs to stop now. 
Because the more he keeps picking on me, picking on Meek Mill, he looks like a bully now. Because Meek can't defend himself. He's washed. He's lost this battle. Nothing else that Drake can do can further embarrass him. He'll just turn heel. Yeah, you got to turn heel. But it's not. It's not a good heel. Like this is like like being a bully like this is unnecessary. And it'll, it'll turn the people that love you against you because at a certain point, at a certain point, you got to stop kicking somebody when he's down. And other people will come out of the woodworks to battle Drake. Exactly. And he could be full on heel. Nah. You got to oh let it go. Oh, he'll turn Drake? Look, Drake has a heart. We know he has Drake a heart. got to show up at the award show with Nikki or some shit. Why? It's over. Let, got to bury listen, him. He's buried. Let's be real. Unless Meek comes back, there's really no reason for Drake to say anything else about him. I want to see him be like Ja Rule buried. No, but Ja like Rule life is over. Bro. Ja Rule didn't cut it out. Like 50, 50 and Ja had real beef because like somebody got stabbed in the studio. Like yeah, there was real shit. things that happened there. They were just close proximity though. Like you like, can't beef with another Queens dude. You from Queens? They from Queens? I mean, but Meek and somebody Drake. Stabbed. Meek and Drake has become a complete embarrassment. It's become a one sided watch. This is worse than Mayweather Berto. This is just a one sided ass kicking. And last, and the OVO fest was it to have the, the memes, the memes, but to have Will Smith who is from Philly. Laughing at you? The Fresh Prince laughing at him. The Fresh Prince? The Fresh Prince? That's that's a damn shame. That yeah, broke man. his heart. You know that. You know he's emotional right now. Oh God. Like there was so like there was so so much just ridiculousness that yeah. night. Like Drake Drake went all out for that shit. You go from Meek's terrible Free disc. Meek Mill t shirts yeah, with the braids, with yeah. the struggle braids? It was just Drake was too smart for this. Yeah. He 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 picked the spots. He sent the, the, the champagne to Charlemagne. He picked his spots well. I mean, the battle was lost the minute that I saw the cover with Joe Carter's uh, Game 7 home run against the Phillies. He, I, from there, I was like, he's too smart for this. Oh, yeah. He made it about his whole city. Like, that's what's crazy. In a one-on-one personal beef, he bigged up an entire city. Like, the Toronto Blue Jays were facing the Phillies. And, and Joe Carter hit a walk-off like, homer to win the game. Like, to put, to put that, Meek would never think of anything like that. Meek's not that, yeah, he's, he's not that clever. And Drake has a lot more people around him who are very smart. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Drake is, he's Degrassi. He's a smart kid. Like, you come into a battle of wits, you're not going to win. Damn, yeah, man. There's no, you can't even say, like, the wheelchair Jimmy shit. <laughs> Drake pulled, like, the ultimate joint. Like, it, it's so crazy. Um, <laughs> damn, my phone's going off in the background. That's what happens when you record a podcast. People hit me up about... Uh, a possible interview coming on later. I have to secure that, oh, lock that down. It's, it's, a, it's a surprise for you, by the way. It's a million dollars. It's a surprise. Surprise oh, for you. Okay. I got you. Okay. I got you. Don't yeah. worry about it. Right. But uh, yeah, Drake just on stage. Everything was so planned out. Everything was so crafted, and it went perfectly. Like nothing failed. No. Nah. And Meek couldn't do anything about it. He waited too long on the first disc. That first disc would have been dope if he would have dropped it before back to back. It would have been okay. At least it would have been warning shot, warning shot. Drake, back-to-back. Meek, what's next? Dude, now, you, Onika don't want to be seen with him. She might have dumped him. I heard the rumors. I mean, you know, when you're at a time like this, it's kind of hard to say. You're on tour together. You can't dump someone you're on tour together. Yeah. It's, every, it's all bad. And, and Meek has just got his hands down getting punched in the face at this point. He's defenseless. He's just def- eating knuckle sandwiches, like the, the breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. But what do you do if you're Meek? You can't just disappear? You let it go. What, you, what Meek needs to do is disappear for a little while. He's on tour. You can't disappear. That's the problem. That's the that's the dilemma. They You're gonna see you be seen every night. But you have to wait. You got to know when to wave the white flag. Me coming. There's no way me can come back from this. There's nothing he can do. Like there's literally nothing he can do himself. He'd have to tag somebody in. 
Yeah, you got to bring someone else to help you like the defeat go- Drake. Like all you had was handicap like, match. Yeah, like the ghost riding shit. It just wasn't enough. It wasn't, and uh, a lot of people just swept that on the rug. I mean, that shit was kind of a little bit whack to know like someone else was recording your joints. Even though I heard the whole backstory behind it, it was like, oh, well, he wanted to sound like Drake and mimic him, and Drake just was like, okay, Dude, you do a good job, let me buy it. That's still kind of fucking weak. Here's what I hate. I've been in this industry for a long time. Reference tracks have been around for years. This is nothing new. Forever. Queens Get the Money was co-written by who? Jay Electronica. Nobody said shit. There's so many songs that have been have reference tracks to them that artists use and nobody knew about. But now everybody has the internet. Everybody feels like they're an insider. Yeah. And they hear some shit like this and they lose their mind. It's like, dude, you haven't been in the industry. Anybody who's listening that has ever been in this industry knows that this is common practice. Drake's not doing anything different than a lot of other people did. Not at all. Usually... A lot of times people have like their own collective Like you know you're in-house people And you just yo it's time to cut an album Everyone goes to the studio together It's like three or four of you You all have like a brain trust Get together I mean shit Kanye and Consequences never been a secret Like that shit wasn't I mean Cons was always there I mean come on Rhymefest Okay cool Rhymefest Jesus Walks Yo The whole goddamn version of the song (laughs) leaked on the internet Yeah uh, Kanye has always had like his little Kanye group don't don't in write there. you like uh, you can like if I you, like eight oh eight and heartbreak. Cuddy was in there for the whole shit. There's a lot. I'm just like that, my point is is that ghostwriting is nothing new, and for everybody to act like ghostwriting, like it's a reference track. It's not even ghostwriting. Diddy had a ghostwriter. Dre, he doesn't have a ghostwriter. He has writers. Dre ain't really wrote, wrote, damn rapping his life. Everything that Dre raps is something that somebody else did, and you can tell because of the style of rap that Dre does. Who did it? Oh, that's Kendrick. Oh, that's Royce. Oh, that's Jay. Yep. We all know it. But like a reference track, like producers produce songs a lot of times and submit them to artists with the hook already there. You know what I'm saying? So like for people to lose their minds over this, like y'all just don't know shit. Stop being acting like y'all industry insiders. Put in some work. Shut the fuck up. I mean, everyone wants to be an insider, right? That's what Twitter is. That, I mean, that's what, that's what the internet has done. It's made every... Like, I, I said this to somebody a while ago. Once upon a time when we were doing, you know, CD reviews, it was a great tip for us to have it before everybody else had it. We had watermark CDs with our names on them. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, when I bumped something in the car, nobody had ever heard it before. You get nothing now being a journalist because everybody gets the music at the same exact time. SoundCloud, all this shit, changed the world, man. It, it, it's like... you can make money off of everything. Yeah, everything's monetized. Like, why give you it to review when we just give it to the world and put on SoundCloud and this shit got ten million views in two days? Like, and make a little pocket change just to give to whoever in your crew. Like, why not? I mean, journalists are groupies now, and they're not even journalists; they're bloggers. Oh, speak on it. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who just want to be friends with an artist to get access. Can't write for shit. Want to take a bunch of pictures with a with a rapper and say that they're buddies. <laughs> Shit is stupid, man, but it exists, and that's how the game has changed. Like, there just used to be a special code as a journalist. Like, you, when you got, like, I'm sure Miss Info, when she had that Illmatic tape and Five Mike did it in the source, she held that thing like a newborn child. And congrats, Miss Info, because she just had a baby. But, oh, she did? Yeah. Shout out, sir. But you held that thing like a newborn child, and you would never let it go. Now everybody got has it. It's like it's like you're not a virgin anymore. Everybody fucked you. <laughs> and we're all talking about it. We're all critiquing the vagina. It's not special anymore. Yeah, box is real whack when everyone knows what it's about. <laughs> it's the game's just bad, man. Yeah, it, yo. It's but, like it's the difference between like Drea box and Rihanna box. Rihanna's still a little mis- mysterious there. 
Yeah, like Mysterio. only like four or five guys can claim that. Like exactly, but once everybody's got access to you, nah, it's not the same. Nah, and that's what the game is turned into. So going back to all this with this Drake and Meek Mill stuff, it's like people think they know shit, don't know shit. Y'all don't know nothing. Like there's a great interview with Slaughterhouse. Um, I think they were on Ebro in the morning, and they were and they were all talking about lyrics, and it's like, why y'all act like y'all care about lyrics now? Y'all don't care about lyrics for years. Now all of a sudden you want to care? Joe Bunny been rapping his ass off for years. It and depends who says like it depends who cares. Like whoever's cool, if they say lyrics is cool, yeah, we all like lyrics. Yeah, like, that's true. Oh man, I don't know. I was there just reading my timeline the other day and somehow like a bunch of retweets came from black Twitter and ended up on my timeline. And I was just looking, I was like, yo, a lot of these dudes are just nerds. For real. Like they honestly are. Like someone was <laughs> I forgot who it was. Um Someone, they were defending each other because that's what black Twitter does because they love each other. Uh, <laughs> like one for all and all for one. But I think it started with like Ice was on there and it might have been like Currency or someone was dropping a new mixtape. No, Vado dropping yeah. Slime Flu 5 uh, or some shit. Okay. He put out a new track over a future beat and that's, Ice told him to stop mm-hmm. rapping. And Vado was like, when I see you, I'm going to punch you in the face. And Ice was like, oh man, he should have been punching me in the face. And that was like his response. And I was just like, so wait, like, what? Someone should have been punching you in the face? And then, like, he just attacked him for saying that he was going to punch him in the face over Twitter. And I was just like, everyone's like, yeah, Ice, we got your back. And I don't care about Ice saying whatever he says. Fuck it. He's him. But everyone else is just, like, hopping on a bandwagon. I was like, yeah, you go. And I was like, you're just idolizing this guy that sits at home and fucking tweets all day. Yeah, all day. Like, you guys are a bunch of bandwagon hoppers, like. It's the weirdest shit. Don't get me started on Twitter. I, I'll never understand that. That's why Meek Mill never had a chance. No. Because Drake, his following was too big. Meek could only, one, only thing you could do is save face. Where you'd be like, oh, okay, it's a wash. That was the best case scenario. Drake could have dropped the weakest shit ever. Had party next door on every hook. Fucking crooning. And could have had trash beats. And Meek could have dropped another like sequel to the intro. And it could have been just as hard, and people would have been like, ah, eh, it's a tie. Granted, yeah. Drake washed him and Meek dropped bullshit, but still, Meek never had a chance. And thanks to Funk Flex for really fucking it up by putting so many dubs on it and so many bombs. I wonder if Funk Flex felt like an asshole when he played it. Like, I've been waiting all this time for this garbage. Funk is the worst. Trash. We already talked about that. He probably time. loved that shit. Maybe. He was like, ooh, this is fire. Like, he, you know, he just, he got it. He was like, yeah, you're killing Drake. Yeah, no. He yeah, I mean, they're he, still putting out reference. They're still trying like to get at Drake. It's like cut it out, man. Like you're a DJ. A, stay, you're you're a DJ at the end of the day. Stay yeah, the hell out he of. He's Power One Hundred Five so much that he tried yeah. to turn into like a High Nine Seven Power One Hundred Five. Like, come on, man. Mad too corny. old for this shit. And, fu- and and what bothers me, and what will always bother me, is old school cats that I came up looking up to that become new school cats. Does that make any sense? That does. That does. I, I would like to drop a name, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it out. But I'll it's leave like it off the podcast. When you when you come up and you had a code of honor as a DJ, as a writer, as a rapper, whatever, why are you chasing after what these young kids are doing? It hurts my heart seeing 45, 50 year old men with mohawks on stage taking selfies. It's like cut it, it breaks out, man. my heart. <laughs> it really it does, does. It doesn't endear you to the children. It does not. Kids like there's no twelve year old that I know is like Yo, Funk Flex is the best. Like, get that old man out of here. That's what they say. And it's like, dog, just, just you, you grew up. You got old. Mature with the music. Like, hip-hop is the only culture where it's like we got to go backwards. Rolling Stones don't roll around and be like, man, those Fall Out Boy kids, we got to be like them. Like, exactly. Metallica doesn't go backwards. 
Like you grow up, your fans grow with you. And that's the key. When I try to kick them out, just just go do your thing. All of you guys can just grow together and age together, and then let like a new wave of people. And that's that's my whole gripe with Hot 97 and Power 105 to an extent, but they're a little better. But they don't let like no one young like get on. Like Flex will do that shit until like 60. <laughs> like honestly, like Flex is gonna be like the old like sports dudes on AM radio who do that shit until they're 65, arguing with listeners. Like he's never letting go in that position. It's like, yo, let someone new take it. We got a whole network of people on Loudspeakers Network. Thank you, everyone, for following us, who are dope and could probably do his job right now. You're telling me, instead of Flex's old ass dropping bombs and playing the song back 18 million times for an hour, Tax can't get that slot and invite uh, an Instagram chick on every day and play four fucking songs, all the same songs, because it's not like the rotation is that exclusive anymore. You're not breaking music. Nah, like your tax, just press this button to play a song every 15 minutes and then do your podcast and people will be more entertained with that shit. We have tons of people on this network in New York that could do that fucking job. Well, see, that's that's the that's the good and the bad of the Internet is it's given opportunities to a lot of people who didn't have opportunities before. And that's also given opportunities to people who don't need them. That's very true. <laughs> and Thank God we got a talented roster over this way. And Funk Flex. Someone like to give us a show on a major network. We'll take right. it. And Funk Flex, if I had to come to any defense of Funk Flex, he's put in the work. If he stayed in his lane, I would be fine. But he, like I said, he's trying to play a young man's game. Leave that shit alone. Respect to the legends. But sooner or later, you got to get him up out of here. That, that's always the case. Like, you, <laughs> your idols become your, your peers, man. Yeah, I and, mean, and they become your competition. Sometimes you just got to get him out of here. Flex is he's past the ball. But there's a lane. Like, all right. Dropping bombs is not a lane. Yeah, cut that shit out. Ed Lo- <laughs> when, you're on, when, when Ed Lover is on backspin, I love backspin listening to Ed Lover. Ed oh, Lover's yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, he's OG. But he has a lane. Yeah, he has. He talks to Mob Deep. Mm-hmm. He talks to him. He has great conversations with these guys, and they have an audience. Flex, you could do the same thing. You old cats could do the same thing. Cut this shit out. Quit trying to be with these new kids. All this to say, Meek is done. He completely doesn't understand the legacy of battle rhyming. He no. got he got his goose cooked. And he, Flex he was a battle rapper. That's a damn shame. He needs the braids back. Nah, it's it's over. Cassidy watched him years ago. Should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> and it all started with a tweet. Ain't that a damn shame? Hey. Twitter Stay off fingers. Twitter, kids. Yeah, no no more Twitter fingers. Like, like Meek can't even have, he might as well delete Twitter. He can't tweet no more. It's over. <laughs> he took the L. When we come back, we got to talk about Ronda Rousey, though. Because I don't know how she ended up the third topic on this show. Hey, but man. she was good enough to lead it off. But we just had a lot of other crazy shit. And I got a surprise for you. All right. The people are going to love it. Yep. Stay tuned. Oh man, oh man, oh man, not again. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley, you can never check me. Back to back for the niggas that didn't get the message. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97, whoa, very important and very... Hi, welcome back. Yo, we just watched like the craziest shit during this break. I can't even stop laughing. <laughs> Good luck with your career. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Papoose and, and Complex for putting together the troll. It was a few weeks ago. Kel hasn't seen it yet, so boom, there you go. Papoose trolling struggle rappers. Awesome. This is what happens when we have the podcast from the dope house and we're chilling. And we just got like shake head. He's just throwing random shit on a computer and we're just laughing. Man, it takes like. Four hours for us to record this podcast for you. Yeah, y'all don't understand. Like, 
it's just too much shit. Like, <laughs> if we if we if we did this in like a studio, it'd be rough because like people want to take a break. And, We'd be here all night, yeah, all night. Midget strippers running around and all that stuff. Now we ain't got no more drawers for you, <laughs> dog. Like no no more midgets drawers. What what was it? Midgets or drawers? It was drawers. It was right? dwarves. Whatever. Midgets are offensive to them, I think. <laughs> Politically correctness here on Yo, the corner. Anyway. Let's talk about what we can yeah. talk about. Ronda Rousey. 30, 34 seconds. Thirty two seconds. Thirty two. Right? Thirty two. Doesn't matter. Don't short changer. Thirty two seconds. Yeah, whatever. She was up out of here. Yo, bitch, best career. She had no shot. We all knew this. I think anybody who didn't know this was a fool. Yo, the odds you could get Ronda. She was a fourteen to one favorite at one point. A hundred dollars get you fourteen hundred to mean, bet against Ronda. It wasn't Tyson Douglas odds. Buster Douglas odds. That was like eighty nine to one. That's that's why it never happens in casinos every night. <laughs> Tyson broke the bank that night. But yes, Ronda Rousey. Um, and then she knocked her out cold that quick. Went don't right cry. Here. Yeah, told her don't cry. Don't cry. Yo. <laughs> Ronda Rousey needs to get Thug Life tatted on her abdomen. Right there. Just <laughs> straight across. Just. That girl is a goon. <laughs> when it comes to this cage shit, she's a goon. Yo, that's so grimy. Just knocks her out cold. Don't cry. And then runs away laughing. Giggling. And here's the funny <laughs> thing about it. I feel like Ronda wasn't really as mad about the suicide comment from Best Career as she made it out to be. It just kind of hyped her up. Yeah. Because Fighting Bitch was like, nah, whatever. She beat up the four horsewomen, which none of them are ranked. It's not Shayna Baszler wasn't ranked. Jessamyn Duke wasn't ranked. None of them are ranked. So it's like Fighting Ronda, she had to get herself up for it. And as soon as Bitch was like, oh, I make you want to kill yourself, it's like, you went too far, bitch. And I'm yeah. going to kill you. She just needs to find anything. That's yeah. the key. Like, she'll grab anything to turn the switch on. Like, and it happened in 32 seconds. I mean, kudos for lasting. As long as Ronda's two other opponents combined, no, <laughs> barely. By, she beat it by a second. If, if somebody asked me, actually, it's Peter Rosenberg asked on Twitter, "Where can I watch the fight?" And I was like, "Instagram. Like, <laughs> you don't have to stream it anywhere. Just watch it on Instagram. It's going to be that." Well, quick. this one had to be on a Twitter video. Thirty yeah, seconds. Yeah, got thirty or two vines or something of that nature. <laughs> I think vines are six seconds, but it's all right. No, we'll, several vines. Okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll let you slide. Two with Instagram that. videos. Like, I, I don't care. It's just. A Snapchat. Whatever, whatever you, you could put. If whatever you could put you it on social media, a whole fight on social media, you whipping ass. It's a damn shame. And it was 1 a.m. Yeah. It was on late. East Coast. I was getting people hit me. It was like, yo, when's she going to fight? I'm going to sleep. I'm like, you might as well go to sleep. When you wake up, Ronda wins. Like, yeah. Like, what is what is? Yeah. There was so, there was seven fights on the main card. And uh, UFC. The Ultimate Fighter Brazil, Ultimate Fighter Brazil had their yeah. two fights. that Nobody in the States was like, who, who the hell are these two guys? These four guys fight. Nobody cared. Then you had like old ass Shogun and old ass Little Nog, and then you had Bigfoot knocking out uh, So Palela, and then you had um, Big, Nog Big Nog losing to Stephen Struve, and who towers over the octagon, and it bugs me out every yeah, time. Yeah, it looks I like he just fight. step out of the cage, right? Yeah, like you know, like, like Undertaker and Kane like walk over the top rope. <laughs> Stephen Struve would just walk out of the cage if you say something crazy to him. Like the card as a whole, like I was looking at it, and it just wasn't that impressive. No, nah, it wasn't good. I mean. Ronda carried the show, and she carried it. She there wasn't a Buffalo Wild Wings or a sports bar that wasn't packed. Everyone had to see Ronda fight. And, and what you saw was 34 seconds of Ronda bum-rushing and landing a straight right, putting that girl face planted right into the canvas. Dirty. She, she's, she's too good. Um, sidebar, I've been reading a book for the past week and a half. It's a good book. Ronda's life is, um, 
It's kind of crazy. Her she's mentality. She's starring in the movie. She's starring in her own book. movie. Usually, yeah. this never works out. When actors try to act in their own movie about them, it doesn't really work out. And it's like Eight Mile, right? Like, is it going to be loosely based, or are they stick into like? The I don't know. Shit? They just better hope that Ronda doesn't lose it before that happens. Ronda's not losing. Well, there's one person that could be Ronda Rousey, I think, and her name is Cyborg. You think Cyborg could beat her? I think Cyborg, Cyborg has a chance. Maybe had a chance two years ago. Cyborg Ronda has hands now. Ronda's hands might be better than Cyborg. Okay, all right. Ronda's hands are great now compared to what they were. She still gets hit too much. She still gets hit too much. Way too much. And and Cyborg's not Betch Correa. Cyborg's not Misha Tate. Cyborg's tight with the strikes, and she's strong. She could potentially hurt Ronda, but Ronda, I think, comes in with a different game plan. Doesn't she get takes her down? Different fight. But, again... The fact that this fight is not happening is Mayweather-Pacquiao all over again to a smaller degree. Yeah. I mean, granted, Cyborg's 30. Quote, quote Brazil, yeah, Dude, if you're from the Dominican Republic, Republic... Or Brazil. Yeah. I don't believe you. There's, none, none of your ages ever make sense. She's at least 35. Yeah. I, I've seen 30-year-olds before. She's 35, 36. It all started with the Little League. Yeah, she got the Albert Pujols right now. Like, yeah, it's like, you're not... No, nah. cut it out. You they don't got birth certificates nah. down there. Don't You ain't playing me. But she's allegedly 30. And Ronda's 28, so it's plenty of time to make the fight. It's plenty of time, but there's so much. Like, what are we doing in the interim, right? The, Misha, Misha Tate. Who cares? I care if it's in Dallas, in Cowboy Stadium. Why? Because we'll be there, and it's Cowboy Stadium. It's 110,000 people. It's I, her. It's Connor. It's one hell, of a, one I don't, hell of a fight. I don't care about Ronda fighting Misha Tate. I don't care. Why? Why would I care about that fight? Because it's the only chick to get out of the first round against Ronda. <laughs> is that what we reduced this to? Yes. Just make it out the first round. She's made it 12 but, minutes against Ronda. Oh, they're the only team to ever score on the Baltimore Ravens defense. I, I got to see this game. Oh, get, the, get out of here. One fight lasted longer than all of Ronda's other fights combined. That, what does that mean? It, wasn't even, it still wasn't competitive. The Tate fight wasn't competitive. She was just there. She was there. She slipped out of a couple arm bars. Do you, but I mean, do you, is there any inkling that Misha Tate could be Ronda Rousey? No, no. So it's like, what is? Is there really hype behind? Like, this is even a rubber match. It's not. We're, we're not going back and forth. No, we're it's going a back and back. Ass whooping. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got my ass whooped twice. And there's no way else to fight. Whoop my ass again. I'm not That's interested it. in that fight. Why are Why are we not making this cyborg fight? Because she's only dropping down to 140 for her next fight in December, Invicta. And Dana wants to see her drop down to at least 140. Everyone's like, do a catch weight. Yes. Do 140. Cool. No one even knows if she can make 140. She could barely make 145. This is my point. So he's like, yo, drop as low as you can. She said I could drop to 140. Her next fight in Invicta is going to be 140. And then she doesn't fight again until UFC 200, and they make it the biggest pay-per-view ever. But do you think my, my thing is is that they need to fight at a catch weight? Cyborg's not making 135. Ever. And like It's just... If anybody has ever seen Cyborg, it's different when you're standing next to her. Like, when I was talking to her at the Invicta fight, I was looking at her. She's and I, way bigger than you. It, I literally asked her. I was like, you have to cut off an arm to make this, right? Because the fact that there's no IVs anymore, she, she kills herself dehydrated yeah. to make this weight. She kills herself. And, and this, is one for, this is like 145. And she's killing herself. She's huge. So you're asking her to lose 10 pounds? Where is she losing this weight from? If you look at her, there's not an ounce of fat on this woman. But even, like Jose Aldo said, uh, someone asked him about the IV thing. He was like, what, they're going to have security follow me around 24-7 after I weigh in? He was like, what are you going to do, drug test me for IV fluid? 
It's like there's no way to test about this. It's the stupidest rule in MMA. No, said, I'm going to cut down as much weight as I want. As soon as they leave and I get to go to a secure place, someone's going to give me an IV, and I'm going to be fine. Jose was an idiot for saying that because now you are going to have everybody follow you. <laughs> you dumbass. But like, that's, that's what he said, and that's some true shit. But no, it's but, just like they're not going to follow you 24-7. Sooner or later, you can get an IV. That shit's downstairs in the MGM if you want it. There's a whole IV bar. My point is is that when you bring that kind of attention to yourself, they are, they are going to put detail on you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to get it. Like if Ronda's fighting Cyborg, they're going to have 24-hour detail on Cyborg sandals. Believe that. <laughs> she's going to have to take a piss to, to try to get an IV. She's going to have to sneak it into the bathroom and say she's on a period or something because there's just no way they're going to let her out of their sight. They're just really not going to let that happen. But, again, 140 is fair. Ronda fought at 145. 140's fair. She has to prove she can make 140. And that's what Dana wants. Dana just doesn't want her to miss weight at 140. Then what? She comes in. She misses weight against Ronda in December. Say they put it in December. She misses weight. She comes in at 144. She can only cut one pound away from where she was. Rehydrates and comes in the next day at 165, 170. You can't cancel the fight. No, of Ronda course not. Ronda is stuck. Yeah, that's why 140 that's is fair. that's why Dana says prove it first. Now, if you get down to 140... Cool, he feels a little bit more comfortable about making a 140 catch weight because now she's not stuck. Ronda's stuck in that fight if you say, yo, let's just go. Of course. Cyborg could come in at 149, take half my purse. She don't give a fuck if she knocks out Ronda Rousey. Half her purse in the UFC for a Rousey fight is three times her Invicta contract. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you all the way on that. I'm so just... you got to make her prove it first. And it... that's what December's for. It's just a proving shit. Yo, here, just drop down as much as you can. 140, cool. You can't do 135. That was the talks initially. Drop down to 140. We'll give you the fucking 140 catch weight. See, so my, my other issue with that is why can't she fight at 140 in the UFC and fight Misha Tate at catch weight? Oh, I, I think if Misha would have lost, that probably would have been the plan. Misha won. Why? Is, I mean, I know if she would have. No, lost, no, I'm saying, but Misha. But what I'm saying, but Misha won. So why shouldn't she fight? Cyber? What? I mean, she really doesn't deserve another fight. Ronda just needs another opponent, and they need the cash cow to have another fight. But if they had someone else, um, if Holly Holm was on a better trajectory, I think she would be a great matchup for Cyborg at 140. She's a bigger chick. Right. Uh, Jessica I is even a little bit bigger. Like yo, Jessica, just fight at 140. Throw her to the to the Somebody. wolves. Somebody. Uh, but Invicta, same shit. Who cares? I mean. They pay Cyborg less for fighting Invicta. Might as well cut corners and keep the cost less. She's going to beat the shit out of someone anyway. I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. just saying. It's the only fight I'm I'm interested in seeing. You know, uh, somebody tried to say some crap to me on Twitter. It's like, oh, Ronda fights bums and you guys don't say anything. Why Going back to the Floyd Mayweather thing. Why is it okay for Floyd? I was like, Ronda doesn't get to pick their opponents. She doesn't fight bums either. She's fighting world-class fighters. Well, all right. Here's my my problem. Where's women's boxing? Holly Holm. Yes, women's boxing was the best women's boxer That's at a point in time, right? Yeah, she is eighth or ninth in the UFC right well, now because she's only fought two fights. Okay, just talent wise, where yeah. do you put her? Holly Holm, maybe five. Talent wise, in, the, in that division, in that division, five. I think talent wise, she's. I think she's the second best fighter in the division in, in terms of her striking. She's the best. No ground. Nah, still developing. Yeah, but the the problem. Okay, the problem with women's MMA. And somebody will be like, oh, you're bashing women. No, I'm just saying what it is. It's like UFC when Matt Hughes was running it, when guys were just really focused on one discipline. Yeah. Right? That's like women's MMA right now. A lot of women are like Carla Esparza is like a wrestler, but she has no striking. You know what I'm saying? Like Ronda's so well-rounded, she's like way ahead of the curve when it comes to the rest of women's MMA. So like Holly Holm, she doesn't have a ground game. So without it, 
you know, she's a great striker, but it's going to take her time to develop that. There's nobody that's going to beat Ronda because nobody's that well-rounded. And that's really all there is to it because Ronda's really not the best striker. Holly Holm would probably beat her face in if they were boxing. But Ronda's so diverse now, you have to worry about everything. She's figured the game out. And she's, Very true. And she's the first one, like you said, to really put yeah. everything together. It's all together. It's like Royce, Royce Gracie was fighting when he fought Matt Hughes. And it was like uh, you could completely tell the changing of the guard because that jiu-jitsu shit didn't work against Matt Hughes, who had dominated in wrestling. He figured out takedown defense, submission defense. He had all those things down. Ronda's like that next evolution of fighter who came way too soon because these women aren't ready for her. And, I mean – then what do you do? I mean, she's fighting the best women in the world. The, the boxing is not good. So these women in the UFC are the best fighters in the world. They're just not Ronda Caliber. No. Outside of fighting a man, she has no other options. And that, but that's why I'm not mad. Like, like I said, whoever that was on Twitter, she said, you know, picking on Floyd for fighting bums. Ronda's not fighting. Ronda's fighting who they put in front of her. She doesn't pick them. Nah. The girls that fight her win to get to her. You know, they're like they're competitive, they're, good fights. Yeah. Like, damn, that's a good fight. Yeah, and they no, get to Ronda. It's like a, it's a complete thing. It's like, you know, Mike Tyson's punch out where one punch puts you down. Like, Little Mac, you can't fuck with Tyson. Like, you got to work your way up. <laughs> These kids are already Like, Ronda's just, she's way too ahead. So, if Ronda were to take a break, was like, I'm going to go film a couple movies and do something. I almost feel like she needs to go away. And this sucks for Ronda for me to say this because I know she likes to fight. But go away so we can build up some other fighters. Because without it, there's no entry. Because Ronda's got to yeah. fight somebody. So we got to let's say, hey, which one of you guys want to get your ass kicked? Me, me, me. Holly has to hurry up. Holly's the next best storyline. She ain't ready. Cyborg. She's not ready. And she needs the, to hurry up. She's the, perf- like, she's the perfect example. If Holly got to stick around for a year, because if she wins a fight, she'll probably get thrown in there with Ronda. If Ronda was gone for like a year and a half and Holly Holm had a chance to develop, we'd start believing. Somebody would be like, I think Holly Holm can beat Ronda Rousey because Ronda's been gone for a while. It's not true, yeah. but that's what we think. We got to have that because right now, anybody you put in front of Ronda, she's running over. And I think they're, they're doing a good job by Holly because, honestly, she could have one fight and went straight in against Ronda because of the hype. Yeah, they or she could have just came straight in against Ronda. But, no, they said, let her get acclimated. Let's build her. And that was dope. And they're still trying that. So if we get Misha again, Cyborg, Ronda exposes Cyborg, and then you need another big fight, Holly should be ready. It's it's yeah, been a year and a half. Hopefully, it's you know the. Or women's... you better be ready because you're getting thrown in after a year and a half. You're all they got. The bantamweight is tough. The strawweight women, on the other hand, a lot of more interesting. Claudia Gadehaj looked great. Yes, against Jessica Aguilar on on uh, UFC 191. She a rematch uh, with Joanna. Which is, looks very intriguing. That division is kind of wide open. You got a lot of strikers. You got you Joanna know, didn't have an easy time with her the first time. So no, it's, and it's I don't. Be I don't good. think she beats her the second time. To keep it real, Claudia is tough. So, yeah. but, it, but Claudia is more well rounded. We think. We think. But again, but when you watch Ronda fight, you're like, holy shit. It's like, she'll whoop anybody. It's like most men, she probably whooped their ass. I'd put her third, maybe fourth in the 135-pound men's division. <laughs> I'm, just I'm dead serious. Real. Like, w- unless they just flash, knock her out. They have to. One punch, she has a chance. They have to. That Rolling girl- on the ground, I give her the advantage over... Everyone outside the girls train with dudes her whole life, like Manny Gamburian. Like being in the World Judo Championships, being in the Olympics, that's no small task. Nope. It's a big deal. She's that good. She's better than all the flyweights that Demetrius Johnson fights. <laughs> yeah, probably. You move Johnson and Dodson, I'll give Ronda a woman 10 pounds with a guy 125. Yeah. She runs through the division. She might. She might. <laughs> so it, it's, it's that crazy. So, I mean, we, we'll have to wait and see and see what they do with Ronda and. Hopefully that December card comes through. If it doesn't, it's just going to be here in Vegas. So Which I'm fine with. I'm fine with. <laughs> I don't need to travel. They owe us 
after this 191. Yeah, 191's not horrible. I, I not, just change your tune on I mean, it. it's not it's not like they, they don't owe me because it's that bad. It's just not. It's not going to be good. It's okay. Like Frank Mir and Arlovsky have been added to the card, which sucks for Arlovsky because I really thought Arlovsky should be in line for a title shot. Because if he loses to Frank Mir, because he's got the whole Robbie Lawler story going on right now, I've come back. I mean, one of them. They have to knock each other out. Well, I mean, Frank, I mean, knock each other off. They're both on like good comeback. Yeah, no, not Frank Mir. Frank Mir is like, come on. That was one hell of a knockout. He yeah, just had. but it's Todd Duffy. Duffy sucks. We saw that. <laughs> like Frank Mir is not like Frank Mir needs so to go he fight. Doesn't win this fight. Orlovsky just got to knock him out. I hope so. Anything can happen. You know, when you have them little ass gloves, anything can happen. But one ninety one is an okay card. But the reason why we, if anybody was following us on Twitter, me especially, I was at World Series of Fighting instead of UFC one ninety. I was there. And uh, yeah, you were there for a hot second. For a second, I watched and, a little bit of it. And I said I wrote a piece on Yahoo that I felt like the most intriguing fight of the week was going to be Paul Harris and Jake Shields, Rusmar Paul Harris, both former UFC fighters. Paul Harris notorious for holding leg locks too long. That's what got him kicked out of the UFC. Jake Shields got unceremoniously dumped out of the UFC and didn't really do anything wrong. He lost one fight and they were like goodbye, which wasn't fair. He, I think he was like three and one when they cut him. And he lost Hector Lombard. They ended up fighting for the, the welterweight title. Yeah. Um, but a lot of weird shit happened that night at World Series of Fighting. And it all started with a brawl between Nate Diaz and Khabib Nurmagomedov. To be fair, that's not where it started. They had the weird-ass DJ that kind of looked like the Predator yeah. with like a white mask. He started that shit. He started the shit. He, he bought weird. all the weirdness. Yeah, he was weird. And then it took off from there with the brawl. Yeah. So I was there. Front and center. Front and center for this brawl. And I put up video and people were yelling at me. They're like, oh, you, that's not Nick Diaz. That's not Nick Diaz. Now, mind you, I was doing play-by-play for Sheridog the entire time. So I'm trying to, to type in real time what's happening in the cage. Meanwhile, two guys are fighting next to me. And they happen to be UFC fighters. And then their camps run in. And it turns into like a Pier 6 brawl. And then Nick Diaz throws a beer that probably almost clocked these six girls that were sitting away from me. <laughs> and then Ali and Ray Sefo, the president and vice president of the World Series, are trying to break it up. It just got ridiculous. So for those of the flying jump kick, you, yeah. they got to go to your Instagram and watch the video. Yeah, you got to go to the Instagram and watch pieces of video. Um, but I mean, for those that don't know, Khabib and Nate have been just throwing barbs at each other on Twitter for a long time. And, you know, Twitter fingers turned to trigger fingers. It was the other way around. <laughs> it's like you talk so much shit on Twitter, Nate, they were bound to cross paths. Khabib was working his little brother's corner, and the Diaz were there for Shields they, they, from the same cat, scrap pack. So. What I saw was Khabib was sitting down and they were getting ready to take a picture, like a selfie. And Nate Diaz happened to walk by and spot them. And he was like, I'm going to give them the finger. And there's a picture floating around somewhere on the internet (laughs) of Nate getting ready to flip off Khabib. From there, words were exchanged. And I turned and looked away because I was trying to do the playbook. Because mind you, this is literally right when the main event fighters are walking out. So you got all this attention going on the main event fighters. You can see something developing. All of a sudden, I see Nate Diaz throw a punch. All hell breaks loose. Security comes. Um, Ali has Nate in the rear naked choke trying to get him out of the venue. <laughs> and then Nate's going up the stairs telling Khabib, like, come on, motherfucker, let's do this outside. Khabib's like, oh, whatever. You know, my English isn't that good. I'll fuck you up. And <laughs> in the interim, I see Nick Diaz coming down the stairs with a beer in his hand, yelling with Spartan Sano, one of their buddies. And all of a sudden, the beer comes flying out of his hands towards Khabib. Words are exchanged. Like, the littlest guy who looks like a, a midget Gennady Golovkin stands on a chair. Sano says something to him, runs at him, gets kicked in the face. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> They're fighting again. 
and everything you know it's like it's it's suntan lotion and jerry curl juice flying. like it's just like a, it's a war these guys are all fighting and then all this time there's a, a there's a fight about to happen cage. so it's like i'm trying to do my play-by-play and explain what's happening next to me while trying to record it with my iphone and then telling fools to sit down so i could watch the fight in front of me it was like multitasking for real it <laughs> was crazy of a life for a journalist right there yeah people don't know like people were yelling at me telling about you didn't get a good picture and nick you don't know if it was him like nah i'm fool i was i saw him He's right here. I like I'm looking. It. Yeah, I synced it. I synced it. <laughs> He's right there. Like just because I didn't capture video of, of it as it happened doesn't mean I, I didn't see what happened. I just caught the aftermath on the video. It's nuts. It was nuts. And then after that, you have the Paul Harris Jake Shields fight, welterweight title fight. Jake Shields is controlling the fight, and everybody's worried about Paul Harris and his leg locks and all that crap. Don't go to the ground, Jake. Yeah. That's all I was yelling. Don't go to the ground. Jake takes him down, no problem. Easy. First round, controlling the fight. In his guard, using some ground and pound. Second round, no problem. Takes him down. In his guard, using some ground and pound. Works to a mount. All of a sudden, I start seeing Jake blink. And I'm looking, and I remember I, asked, I said something on Twitter, and somebody texted me. He just Hulk Hogan raked his eyes. Shout out to the racist. But, um, <laughs> and I look up, and it's like Paul Harris is like poking Jake Shields in his eyes. And everybody sees it. Jake has got a mountain. Looks like he's going for an arm triangle. And all of a sudden, Steve Mazzagatti, who gets booed everywhere he goes. I think this guy gets booed when he takes Every a shower. <laughs> like, when he takes a shit, somebody's booing Steve Mazzagatti. He inexplicably stops the fight to finally warn Paul Harris about the, the eye gouging. Now, it makes Jake Shields sit up. So all the, thing, all the momentum Jake had is done. Mazzagatti eventually starts the fight after uh, had to be a good two minutes of reprimand. He didn't take a point away, which was crazy. He makes him start in the same position. Paharas uses that opportunity to buck Jake Seals off, nearly gets in a leg lock. Jake escapes. The round ends. We go to the corner. You see Jake's eyes blinking. You see all these cuts Crazy. around him. Yeah. You've seen the pictures. Yeah. Cuts all around his after eyes. Too. It was insane. It's like, dude, this fight is continuing. They get in the third round. Jake can't see. Paharas is teeing off on Jake Shields. Eventually, Paharas pulls off a very slick roll-up Kimura. It looked like Kushida's it from, did look like from Global Force. It was a beautiful roll-up <laughs> Kimura. Like roll and then roll yeah. over again. And you just Makes in. Jake tap. Fantastic. He wins. But then what happened? Did he hold it too long? Absolutely. It's a Kimura. Dude, these are, yeah. some, these are moves meant to break, break people in half. They're not meant to just hurt you. They, they're meant to put you in a position where you're supposed to tap out. When I tap, you stop. That's the point of the game. It's sportsmanship. Yeah. What Rusman Paharas does is he puts some extra torque on it. Yeah, he's, he's a warrior. Not a warrior. This ain't, this ain't something wrong with this that dude. Life. Yeah. He kept it too long. Jake Seals laid on the ground for a minute and threw a punch at Paharas after the belt. The shit was crazy. While everybody I saw was, the punch. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Um... And that was that. That was the night. Well, no, actually, we went backstage to interview Paul Harris and Jake Shields, and they almost got into it backstage. A lot of people didn't talk about that. There was a lot of yelling, pushing, shoving. Blew my interviews with Sheridan because nobody wanted to talk anymore. Um, Nate Diaz was waiting outside of the venue. Oh, yeah. They fought outside. Right Thugged outside. Out. <laughs> Look, Planet Hollywood's Axis Theater is right next to the casino, and there's like that circular bar in the middle. So Nate Diaz is waiting. And I guess they asked Khabib if he wanted a police escort when he left. Khabib said no. And Khabib walks out. Brawl. Again. It's on video somewhere. Somebody threw a chair. Boondocks. <laughs> shit got real. That's when you know the shit's real. You throw a chair. It, all in all, like I talked to Ali this week and I put up a story on um, the front page of Yahoo because Paul Harris has now been suspended, stripped of his title. He's suspended indefinitely. For uh, eye gouging. For eye gouging and, and the holding the submission too long. It, basically, Ali said, we've had enough. Um, we can't take this guy. He's got to get mental help, sports psychology, something. He's got to be fixed. He can't 
go out here hurting people. It's not the first time he's done it. He's got a record. He's no, it's been like six times. He doesn't stop. They keep just losing people on their roster. I understand. It's bad for business. Yeah, so he's suspended indefinitely. They stripped him of his title. But I asked Ali, I was like, well, you guys are trending on Twitter. So at the end of the day, it's like a double negative turns into a positive. Yeah. It's good for World Series of Fighting. Like, I don't care how you get it. And Paul Harris was good for a World Series of Fighting. Yeah, because he's not a bad fighter. He's just a dirty fighter. Yeah. And he's oblivious to the fact that he's dirty. All Brazilians are oblivious to any wrongdoing that happens ever. All the time. They're like the friendliest, like, nonchalant. Like, eh, no, my friend. No, no. no. TRT steroids? Me? <laughs> me? Oh, me? No. Anderson Silver still doesn't believe that he no. took anything. Anderson still got the needle in his ass talking about, <laughs> what, me? Oh, no. They tell, like, jokes and shit. It's, Brazilians have, are just they act completely oblivious to any wrongdoing. It's crazy. And Paul Harris, he was like the nicest guy backstage. He was like, no, I just, you know, he just needed to be a man and take his loss. And that sounds good. And Jay Shields heard that. She was like, bitch. And I was like, oh, these <laughs> fools are going to fight again. It's on again. But shout out to World Series of Fighting. I mean, we're going. Good card. Yeah. The next card is even better. Palomino and Justin Gacy rematch. Was Arizona, a, though. Yeah, I know. Which sucks. I might. I don't know. Probably won't go. It's not worth Road it. Road trip? Nah. Um, I, I like Arizona. Not me. It's too goddamn hot. You live in Vegas. I know. Why want to go somewhere else that's hot? The fuck is that? I'm just saying, shit. It's too hot to say. Hey, man, you're in, you live in 110 degree weather. You want to go to 118? No, fuck you. I want to stay back in 110. This is ridiculous. Different shit that. to do. Nah. I wouldn't mind seeing Arizona again. I've only been there once. Damn, only once? I don't remember. Yeah, so I need to I need to go there again. You won't miss it. Just go to anybody who's from Arizona. Go to... Um, I went to Mill Ave. Nope. Go to Lolo's Chicken and Waffles. Okay. And go to Chino's Bandito's. If anybody listening knows anything about what I'm talking about, send me something on Twitter. But Lolo's Chicken and Waffles, that shit is good. Y'all be talking about Roscoe's? Psh. I've only been to Roscoe's once, believe it or not. What kind like of human being year. are you? Do you Listen, get out? I didn't go to L.A. like too much before covering boxing and all that shit. Oh, shit. Well. And I fly in. I cover my stuff. I go to the beach every time and then leave. <laughs> That's it. I don't. L.A. is just not my vibe. But Roscoe's was all right. It was better than I thought it'd be. Oh, yeah. Roscoe's, mm, I'll try Lolo's. Lolo's is great. I, have, I can't front. I did had no idea what I was getting into. I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be like a fake-ass Roscoe's. No. Shit is great. They gave me Kool-Aid in a jar. Those, they had, like, bars on the window. So I was like, oh, shit, we're going to die. But then I had the Kool-Aid. So it's an establishment Hulk Hogan would not be caught inside of. <laughs> well, no. It's, it's, it's like a mixed variety of people there. Okay. It's, not like, it's not in the hood at all. <laughs> But it, it's it's great. I love their food there. It's, it's a black-owned establishment, so like it explains the Kool-Aid being served. But it's good. I don't know why we're talking about Arizona. World Series fighting is Arizona. There we go. There Palomino go. and Gazi are coming up. Amazing fight. And they can Let's talk it. about the other fight of the weekend then before we cut to break and uh, bring in our special guest. Yeah, I didn't know who this podcast. guest is. Hold your horses. We got I time. I don't have horses to hold. <laughs> we got time. But let's talk about Danny Garcia, Paulie Malinaji. Danny ran over him. Easy. And no one thought it was going to be competitive. Everyone thought Paulie was washed. But when you got into the ring, you'd be like, oh, it's Paulie. And you wanted to believe it. And then he looked like a munchkin in front of Danny, who's moving up in weight, but yet is somehow way bigger than Paulie, and got demolished. I said this before. It was a catch-22. No matter how good Danny Garcia looked, if he didn't knock him out before Sean Porter knocked him out, it doesn't matter. Paulie looked like he's had enough. He looked yeah. shop-worn. Um and I want him to do commentary. I don't want him to fight anymore. I felt bad watching him because I love, I love Paulie Malnazzi as a commentator. Yeah. Color commentary is excellent. Gives great interviews, too, before yeah. his fights. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, one of the best talkers in the business. And yeah. he, he always keeps it real. Just watching him in the ring was just, you know, the fact that he doesn't have pop, he always relied on his speed and his boxing ability. Without that, 
you're getting counterpunched like, ridiculously by Danny Garcia. It's just at a certain point, it's like you're just getting beat up. Yeah, it's just like, ah, uh, stop this. Yeah. But now Danny wants Sean. Good. Take somebody, fight somebody for real. Like, like I've been asking <laughs> for this forever. I've I've never been high on Danny Garcia. I think he's a good fighter, not a great fighter. I want I literally want him to prove me wrong. He's one of those guys that I watch and I'm like, I want you to prove me wrong. Because I, I see flashes of brilliance. He's I just, made a living off of proving people wrong. Yeah. So it's like, you know, after Matisse, you should have been riding, you know, that, that pot of gold all the way up to the moon. You should have gone, but you took too long. Like, you wasted time with a bunch of bones. this Mayweather fight. He should have. He should have been asking for the Mayweather fight. Taylor made for him. Taylor made for him to get his ass whooped. Hey, everyone gets their ass whooped. Didn't we establish this? When we come back from break, we got to talk to our very special guest. You'll hear as soon as we come Who back from it? break. You'll see. Give it a second. God damn it. You guys stay with us. You don't want to miss this. It's time, it's time to go, go back, back in, time. in time. I was at Comic-Con Comic several, years, several ago, years ago, and, and, and I happened to be walking. Comic-Con's in San Diego. There's a San Diego mall right up the street. And I happened to be walking, and Virgil was, like, sitting at a table by himself on the steps, and, like, nobody was around. It was him, the million-dollar belt, some Sharpies, and some pictures of him. That's it. What the fuck? We got to get him on the podcast. You know we don't. charge us $25 to get on the Yes, he's going to charge us. Like, if you look at his... His, his Twitter. Does he, he have booking info, 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 like a Twitter like thought? A Twitter that guy's that guy. He good. better not charge us to get on a podcast. Yo, I'm going to hit him up. Oh, my God, JR! Let's get only be one man! <laughs> Everybody's got a price. When you need a helping hand. Hey, what's up, Virgil, man? Thanks for joining us. Well, it's time when you need a helping hand. And it's all about that. Look at that is. Look at that sound is, right? Hey, that's how you make an introduction right there. That's that's, that's fuck money, baby. You hear? Yeah, uh, man. What's up, homie? What's up, what's up? Thanks for joining us. We, we're going to get started right away, man. You got to tell us about this NWO story and uh, how Ted Turner wanted you to be the third member of the NWO. You know, it, it kind of seemed a little out of place to a lot of wrestling fans. Why you? Why Virgil? Uh, the, the head of the, the WCW was Ted Turner. So he had me on a Learjet coming out of Tokyo, Japan. He said, Virgil, I want you to be a part of the NWO. The part would be the lead member. So I couldn't be the lead member of what I was thinking. I said, why not be a cool cool brother and give it to Hulk, sir? Let him be the lead. And you gave it to Hulk, and, you know, obviously the rest is history. They ran with it, and Hulk is the lead of NWO. What was your relationship with, with Hulk? Like, why would you just, you know, serve that up to him? Y'all, like, close? I was a, I was a technical collegiate wrestler, man. I didn't need that, you mean? So why not take care of your homies, you mean? Give it to my man. <laughs> Virgil, it's Andreas. Uh, what, what, if you were the leader of the NWO, what would it have done for your career? I am the leader of the NWO. Oh. Okay, so you just did him a solid. Like, like Hulk needed it more than you is what you're saying. That's not wrong hey, with that. It's all for the fuck money. All right, Virgil, you got to tell me what this fuck money is. What, 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 tell, talk about, hey, it. where does it come from? Oh, shit. Talk about what? The, the fuck money. Where'd that come from? Fuck money. Where do you think it came from? It had to come from you, right? 
when I have an Olive Garden connected right to my house. I can walk out the back door right in the Olive Garden. Soup salad and breadsticks. All right. Guess, what, guess who all works there? Who? The all two and a half foot midgets. I got to go to this Olive Garden, the man. They wear little, little G-strings around serving spaghetti with meat sauce. Oh, Virgil, you got all of that fourteen and a half. Yo, my co-host loves midgets and dwarves. He loves them. There are some sexy ones out there. But these midgets and dwarves got that that meat sauce over that fourteen and a half. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You you got an interesting Olive Garden going on over there. Right, I got all the agents helping with my calculation. Interesting. I guess you're implying that Asians are good at math. All right. <laughs> Yo, you got to tell us about your theory that all white chicks look the same. Yeah, but, but that, that fuck money can make me play anything I want to play. I believe like a hokey pokey. And turn yourself around. Goddamn, <laughs> Virgils. Yo, so, so where'd you get the whole... You like that goddamn hokey pokey, don't you? Hey, it's, it's fire right there. Where'd you get the whole white chicks all look the same theory from? Hey, all white chicks about the same. I mean, I ran through all of them in the Playboy. You know what I mean? They were dancing all over that 14 and a half. Tell us, how would you hook I up had, with the whole Playboy calendar, Virgil? Was it about the money? I guess I had, I had sex about 1,700 of them. 1,700 of them? Yeah, that's one year. One year? You're a busy man. Yeah. Uh, you fuck a lot. Hey, when you, hey, when you got 14 and a half, get, the word gets around about you. Apparently. So they had to get in line. <laughs> you, know, you know he was the one getting in line? Like a cafeteria, a menu, I'm on the front of a menu. Like a dicketeria. <laughs> dicketeria. For the long dog. <laughs> hot, hot dog. Virgil, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> who is the baddest Playboy model that you... You ready to pay me? What? Are you ready to pay me? Pay uh, how much you want? Come on, talk up, goddammit! I got a bitch ass. <laughs> I, I I don't understand. Hey, I did pay. You get that money, Virgil. You get that <laughs> money. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so so quick question. Will she the money soon or what? Yeah, you you're all about that money. Do you still walk around with the million dollar belt? I can walk around with any kind of belt. You gonna put that fuck money up? Okay. I heard there's a GoFundMe for your million dollars to get you to a mill. Go hey, fund Virgil. That's all you do. You can, you can send anywhere from like a couple hundred to a couple thousand. How, how is that going so far? Pardon me? Where are you on your goal to a million dollars? Are people uh, donating money? Hey, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, man. It's and you got to help the marathon. Okay, you be a part of the marathon. We're, we're going to tell our listeners to be a part of the marathon. Okay, no, I'm just like Martin Luther King. I got a dream. And that dreams to make a million dollars. Don't you have a dream? Don't you have a dream? I know what you're dreaming of. What? <laughs> All that fuck money, Virgil. Goddamn, that's what we're dreaming of? No, that's what we're dreaming of. Virgil, you are amazing. Uh, what is your relationship with the Young Bucks? I got to switch it up real quick. Talk some wrestling. I'm the trainer, the coach, their aspiration. Whatever they're doing, it's me helping. 
You taught them all their moves? Huh? You taught them all their moves? A lot of them. A lot of them. So the architect of the Young Bucks is Virgil. Yeah. You're the man behind the scenes. I'm the coach. I'm the, I'm the coach. I like that. I like that. I teach him the fuck money way. <laughs> Yo, Virgil, it seems like you're, you're the man behind the scenes of a lot of big movements in wrestling. Why do you think you don't get the credit you're supposed to get? Why isn't Virgil in the Hall of Fame? Well, it, it, could, it couldn't happen. Maybe I'm black. But well, you are I black. Don't, I don't put that nothing, man. I'm just a light chocolate, hot chocolate. I'm, I'm fuck money chocolate. Wait, do you think it's because you're black that you didn't get in the Hall of Fame? Hey, I got some sweet ass t-shirts. Are you gonna put some, some money on them and get some? I didn't even what. Um, what's the t-shirt say? It said Ruffy Superstar Virgil with goddamn stars all over. Oh shit, I like stars. Now, you, you look good in that damn t-shirt. That's some good merch you got there, Virgil. I ain't gonna lie. What? Where, where do we find this t-shirt? Where, where do people purchase this t-shirt at? Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, I go to Pro yeah, Wrestling Tees all the time. I got to get this shirt. Represent for Virgil. Well, go get about four or five of them. Shit. Oh, shit. Wait. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, We're just spending sure. money. Yeah. And then I can, I can autograph it for you. We heard you're uh, heavy in the Comic-Con scene. I dabble in it. You dabble? Uh, where you at this latest Comic-Con? I'm getting to the rap game now, so, you know, what the hell? Wait, what? You're, you're going to be an I'm MC, Virgil? No, no. I'm coming up with a new fuck money song. Bop, 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 bop. Give me that money. Give me that money. I think you can ghost right for Drake. You hear that fuck money song? Oh, I, yeah. think, I think you got it. it. Like that. And then I'm going to have them, them, them sweet little white girls dance right on your face. Uh, Virgil, who who'd you think who did you think won the beef? Drake or Meek Mill? Who do you got in this, Virgil? No. The big black girls are all you can eat. Oh, I believe it, I believe it. Drake or Meek Mill, who you got? Drake's cool, man. Real cool. So so you think he got Meek Mill in this beef? Have you been keeping up with the beef? Meek Meek is a J bro. Or Jabroni. Jabroni, I like that. Hey, you you say it, then it's true. Meek Mill is a jabroni. Thank you. You're Team Drake. We believe it. Are we done? Well, we last are. question for you, Virgil. I mean, you know, you, you you came up under the Million Dollar Man. Do you still talk to Ted? Have you talked to Ted DiBiase? He's one of my best friends. I love him. I love the guy. He's a great guy. Did you get a lot of shit from people who said that you were, you know, being a a, a slave or Uncle Tom to him? Did you get a lot of shit from people? You ever seen a slave of 14 inches? Um, no. I was, was like dragging two guys on the ground. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and I, I, want, I, want, I want to pitch a tune out to my right-hand man with Pipe, uh, Rowdy Piper. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, we his talked a little family, bit about Rowdy already. His family, all my condolences, man. Definitely. One of my right hand partners, man. Yeah, he's one of the best I've ever. Been a guy forever, man. Forever, forever. Yeah, and uh, you know we've seen you come out he's and be outspoken about it. The only guy ever. What? He was the only guy ever to make me dress up like a girl. Remember, Rosalina? <laughs> yeah, I do. What? What's your big, your best memory of Roddy Piper? Huh? What's your best memory of Roddy Piper? Uh, WrestleMania in L.A. Um, I'm almost bringing tears in my eyes now, man. Um. When, when Piper said, 
uh, come on, Virgil, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You mean like you can do it, I'm Virgil? Looking at it, like, he believes in me, man. Now you get you get me all goddamn water eyes and man. I'm sorry, Virgil. See, we gotta talk about a legend, man. From one legend to another. Speak on that. Yeah, but he's a, he's a real cool guy, man. He was a, a great friend, man. A great friend. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. You know, we had a blast. Uh, tell everyone where they can find your stuff, man. We're trying to support the movement here. Yeah, support the movement, man. And get them damn shirts. Get the shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com. Get, get, get that fuck money, and you'll get one of them damn shirts. And then you can go out and get laid. Yeah. And buy my autographs and put them, put them, them T-shirts after you... you you buy, you pay for a, a big fat black girl. Got right. it. All right, I want I want to make follow sure. Follow me on Twitter, okay? Yeah. We'll follow you, yeah. All right, thanks, Virgil. What? Thanks for joining us, man. You you made our day. All right, thank you. What the fuck just happened? Holy shit! The Virgil. Yo, the fuck? I feel like the million dollar man up in this bitch. I. Yo, that was the greatest interview I've ever done. It was the worst interview, but that's what made it fucking fascinating. I couldn't, yo, I couldn't ask him about after from the point that he started singing, I lost him. (laughs) So, like, I I was really when I heard his voice, and fuck you for doing that, by the way. That shit was amazing. Um, I told you on last week's show, you guys heard it. I was gonna get Virgil. I went and I did it. I delivered. You might be a better booker than a (laughs) (laughs) co-host. Listen, man. I want them. They come on the podcast. But, but I need you. You want a Virgil? Here goes Virgil. Yo, you didn't get your picture. I could, but I couldn't even. Picture? I couldn't even ask him about Comic Con because there was just no way. First of all, he wouldn't remember it. Second of all, like, did did he ask? Yo, I asked him if he got made fun of for being Uncle Tom, and he said, "You ain't never seen no slave with fourteen and a half inches." The fuck, yo. Listen, <laughs> the fuck. The, here, here's how we spell this, kids. D A. F U Q the fuck the fuck just happened? Yo, he got an Olive Garden with midgets, and that was right up your alley. Did you tell him that you like dwarves? He listens to the podcast, fan of the podcast, the real version. Yo, he must. And then he's he he said I asked him what his greatest Roddy Piper moment is, and he said he was getting teared up, and he never answered us. I guess he got choked up, man. It's a it's a soft spot. Virgil's amazing. Virgil is a man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck that. money, fuck money. Yo, he's like an onion. He has many layers. I don't. Yeah, peel it all. He peeled all them shits <laughs> off years ago. That that that. Oh my Virgil god. Virgil on the podcast. Hey, um, listeners, I I don't know if you find this as a treat. I don't know if you give a shit. That was legendary. In all the years I've been doing journalism for a long time, and in all of my years, I've never done an interview like that. Virgil. That's how we do it. The million dollar man. This is what the corner is for. When we, when you were like, "Hey, let's have this podcast." It's for shit like that. For Virgil. For Virgil. I grew up as a kid watching Virgil and the Million Dollar Man. When he brought, I'll never forget this, and everybody should remember this. When he brought the little black kid out, and was like, "If you dribble the basketball ten times, I'll give you a hundred dollars." And the little black boy got to nine, and Million Dollar Man kicked the shit out of the ball. <laughs> that shit broke my heart as a kid. But it really <laughs> broke my heart to watch the black guy stand next to him and watch. I was like, "Hey, man, do something about this shit." As like his cousin and shit. Yeah, I was Little like Pee Wee. Yeah, because you know, I was like, yo, he, all he wanted to do was dribble the basketball. And Virgil was like, he was thumbing the money all mean. But now that we've got a chance to talk to him, yo, I I, I said last week, you know, he's still in character. I don't know what character that guy is. <laughs> 
Holy shit. That's that's real life right there. That's what's crazy. That's Virgil. Yo, I don't know. Man. He was singing his own theme music. He got his fuck money. Fuck money. <laughs> he said, I mean, come on, man. He The dog, the dude just said he, he was supposed to be in the NWO as a leader. And He's he had the leader. He had NWO. to hand the Excuse baton me. off to Hulk Hogan. Did his homie a solid and told Hulk, yo, your career needs this. Like we, I, oh my god, I he should be a Hall of Famer. The reason he's not a Hall of Famer is because he's black. He said it. He did say that. Now, mind you, there's other black wrestlers aside from him, but <laughs> and Virgil was never that good as a wrestler. He was just a guy, like slick. Yeah, I don't even remember him wrestling matches. He did when he when he turned on the Million Dollar Man. It was bad, and then when he <laughs> when he was in the WCW, he was Vincent. Now. If memory serves me right, I don't remember Virgil being in WCW when the NWO came about. There's a picture of him in the NWO. No, no, no. he was in the NWO when it expanded to be like way too big, like the like Wolfpack. Well, no, no, no. The, when the NWO was getting too big before it splintered off and they had the black and white and the red and black factions, Virgil was part of that. When it was like Scott Norton and a bunch of people you didn't know, it was like Wu Tang when they had too many groups and shit. <laughs> and you were like, well, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And he was like, "I'm affiliated with Wu Tang." It's like bullshit. And he was like, "Yeah, I am. I know RZA." And it's like, "All right, well, whatever." <laughs> it's the same thing. Like the NWO just got too big, and at a certain point, you should just stop caring because there's too many members. Anybody was a card carrying member of NWO, and he was name was Vincent. And you want to know why his name was Vincent? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> I put that on everything. It's the truth. That's why they called him Vincent in WCW. We should have asked him about that. He wouldn't have answered it. He would have asked. He would have talked about his dick or something like that. <laughs> fourteen inch, fourteen and a half. And I, it's like I wanted to pause so him. Specific. I wanted to pause him, but then I don't think he would have understood that. <laughs> so it's like, like yo, pause. Yeah, pause. What? <laughs> like. He, yo, he said, he, okay, you guys already heard the interview. We're just recapping this shit because it was ridiculous. We can't believe this shit. I can't believe he came on the podcast. Yeah, I can't believe you got him. Props to you, Kel's early birthday gift. Look at that shit. Virgil. Let's let's do something serious, man. We got to get off of that. Nothing shit. serious. I'm going to listen to that like five times this week. I'm going to no- replay the podcast at just that spot. Listen, this week's show has had Meek Mill fuckery, Mayweather fuckery. We had a, a brawl at the, the World Series of Fighting, and then we had Virgil, Virgil on the show. That's a show. This show is fucked up. This is like <laughs> one demented show. Man, this is a good fucking show. We can't end it yet. We can't end it yet. Uh, got to talk WWE. Before we get to that, got to talk Rowdy Rowdy Piper that Virgil touched on. Yes. That's like a serious sad moment. Uh, man, Piper's gone. At, yeah, it kind of caught me off guard because I, I think like two weeks ago we were just talking about you know, in the news, Roddy Piper and Stone Cold were feuding about the podcast, and um, you you never expect somebody to go like that. We lost Dusty Rose and Roddy Piper in you know a couple of months apart. Yeah, um, two of the hard. greats, two of the greats on the mic. Yeah, uh, Roddy was amazing. Shaped, I know my childhood and how you like talk on the mic and you sit there like in front of American Cut promos. Yep, everyone wanted to be Piper at some time. Him. Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes on the mic were just were the phenomenal. top of that of that era. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I mean, you know, when I first saw Piper, my grandma was like, look at the guy wearing a skirt. Ah, you know, everything was. <laughs> Where I learned what the hell a kilt was. Yeah, I was like, oh, but my grandmother called it a skirt. She was old as shit. She didn't care. <laughs> but, you know, when I saw Piper and the, they had the cartoon at the time, rock and roll wrestling, and Piper was a heel, had the cool hot rod shirt. It was like really cool with the red and yellow. I was yes. like, this is great. And then. When he wrestled, I didn't. I don't remember any of his matches. I remember the the car chase where they had the Ford Bronco in there. They emulated the the OJ Simpson chase <laughs> with him and Goldust. 
Uh, I remember when he put Hulk Hogan to sleep to beat him at Starcade. Yep. Uh, which was weird because it's like nobody could beat Hulk Hogan but old ass Roddy Piper. Um, and I remember Piper's pit. And I remember smashing a coconut Piper's over Jimmy. Pit was great. It always was. And I remember smashing a coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head. But other than that, like in ring, I don't remember too much about Piper. I just remember his his excellent promos. Um, he's gone, man. It's like I remember interviewing Ronda Rousey. I interviewed Ronda Rousey for MTV, and it was the first thing she talked about. I was like, did you get your name for Roddy Piper? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's dope. You're like my favorite fighter now because <laughs> you're a woman who watches wrestling. You're a rare, rare breed. And the fact that he died like right before Ronda fought and Ronda had to dedicate her match to Roddy Piper. It was like, this is why we have shows like The Corner where we bring all these worlds together. Yeah, definitely. It just shows that we're all in one community, though. True. Like, combat sports is such a tight-knit group, and you can see how everyone's been influenced by that. And rappers, everyone watched wrestling going up. Like, everyone did. Yeah, you can't. These, these guys were like our, our heroes. They were real-life superheroes back then. Yeah. And it's crazy to see... Know, just now at this point, a lot of them drop off. Uh, read yesterday, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker diagnosed with cancer. See. He's going through treatments. Like, damn, like they're taking everyone from an era away. And, like, you know, it's sad to see all these people grow old and get sick and randomly collapse. And Hulk Hogan's out here fucking <laughs> having racist rants. Yo, smashing <laughs> overly tan chicks on camera and shit. Shout out to Marcus. He just, he had texted me. Uh, when Piper died and he said Hulk Hogan's going to live forever <laughs> it's like he's taking the blood life force of everybody that passes away and he's like fuck you ultimate warrior like everybody he ever feuded <laughs> with is dying Savage is gone Warrior's gone Piper's gone I don't, he never feuded with Dusty um, that I can recall nah Andre's uh, been gone and, yeah Andre's been long gone it's Sergeant every- Slaughter's next Sarge watch yeah. it back yeah, like if is, you feud with Jim Duggan, still alive? Yes, hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was on. You didn't watch uh, the, the stupid house show. Yeah, he no, was there. I couldn't do it, man. Yeah, with Pat Pat. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Did you watch that shit on the I, network? Legends House. I watched like two episodes. I was like, get the fuck. Nope, no thanks. <laughs> Moving on. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Watched Real World. Yeah, I don't watch Total Divas. I'm definitely not gonna watch a bunch of old old men in a house. And Piper was on there. I watched a few episodes with Piper and watched him lose his mind. I was like, yeah, I'd rather not. I rather remember my wrestlers when they were still wrestling. Good job by you. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Piper's gone. Good tribute on Raw, though. Yeah. And then we get Seth Rollins. Hey, the first of all, the shirt is great. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Seth Rollins, he, he was, like, over. And he kind of, you could tell he felt like he was over. <laughs> so he was like, ooh, I like this. The crowd's cheering for me and shit. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm a heel. I need to play it up. Because <laughs> yeah, everybody hates Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, worse than everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates Yo, John there Cena. was a thank you, Rollins. Like. Breaking his for nose? breaking his nose <laughs> that's some real shit like that the is crowds are asshole. so smart yeah that is some asshole shit <laughs> but hey hey we get a title match uh roh style belt for belt so i mean it's been done i'm just trying times. to figure out how this ends now because now it's like now it's belt for belt i'm like does rollins take both i just can't see rollins losing this match it just it won't feel right if if Seth Rollins loses to John Cena. He has to lose to John Cena. And then I thought Cena would drop the belt beforehand, but obviously he can't wrestle because of the nose. They're going to protect him all the way up until it. So he'll win both belts and then drop the U.S. title the next night on, on Raw. He'll yeah. have an open challenge, and and he'll just drop the belt, and that'll be it. He'll just be heavyweight champion. That... And he'll drop it to someone like Cesaro or Neville or some shit like that. I, I don't understand. Oh, maybe he drops it to Reigns. Uh, possible. Let let Reigns just carry a belt for a second, 
And then you'd be like, oh, Reigns beat Cena once. He could do it again at Mania, some stupid shit. I don't know. I want Seth Rollins to win both belts because it'll make him a bigger douchebag than he is now. And him being a bigger douchebag, is, there's nothing better than him being nah, a bigger douchebag. but douche he bag. has to turn on Triple H soon, right? Yeah, the, that's like Mania, though. Like, to me, that's Mania because I think Ambrose needs to turn before Rollins. Ambrose is more of a heel than Rollins is a face. Yeah. I mean, Ambrose... He's too attached to Reigns at this point. Right now is bad timing. Like, everything's bad, except the fact that the Shield, I mean, the Wyatt family are back together. Great. Other but than that, one member's injured. Yeah, whatever. Sucks. Um, You're not the Wyatt family without the fucking sheep mask. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that's one of the dopest parts of the promos. But yesterday, when Wyatt turns to camera, he's like, run. Like, I love that shit. Like, it's, it's back. He's, he's that good. Amazing. He's that good. So going back, I mean, just to put a cap on this Seth Rollins thing is um, his match with Neville was great. Made Neville look really good. Oh, made yeah. Rollins look good. Um, and he won clean. Thank God this guy finally wins a clean match. You can't be a heel every damn time and, and be a <laughs> coward. Like The fact that Brock Lesnar's embroiled with this feud with The Undertaker, something's got to happen because it's not like Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker are going to wrestle at whatever Rudy Poo pay-per-view is in September, and I can't think of what it is. But – so let's just got to go somewhere. So does he go back after the title? And if he's going back after Doesn't the, he disappear until... Lester? Yeah. I don't know. His contract isn't... He can't wrestle that much. No, he can't. But that's what I'm trying to figure out. So it's like if, if Lesnar... If we say Lesnar loses Undertaker, which is, I'll call bullshit on the moment it happens, but it's like Undertaker's got to get his win back. Yeah. But it, it has to be something devastating that puts him out. That yeah. makes sense. And then or he we, has to bury him or pull him under the ring. Some mysterious yeah. shit where Lesnar could disappear and be like, the Undertaker buried him. But see, that means that Lesnar has to come back and kill the Undertaker again. The Undertaker's got to die. Not in the literal sense, in the wrestling sense. He's got to <laughs> die. For him to go away. Try to take him out too? He's just kind of laying, he's hanging around. Like, the more he's here, he's kind of like hanging around. You want to do something with him, but you don't know what. So... I don't know what that entails, but um, they don't have any cool shit either. Like it should have been like a buried alive match or a casket match. Yeah, like a hell in a cell with Lesnar. Oh, like, Lesnar would probably kill though. him. Yeah, <laughs> you just F five him off of the yeah. cage because Lesnar blacks out. He's like Paul Harris and just F five the Undertaker off of it into the crowd and hit a fucking bystander yeah. again. Hey, kids, want to see a dead body? It's like Undertaker laying out. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't in do pieces. That. No thanks. Just a casket. Just just a casket or you know a mound. Get, a mound of dirt where dedicated. he could just bury it where his old bones were that's, that's all we needed and but, then he could F5 Taker in there he wins the match Taker you, with the hand through the dirt that shit's still super cool it, it always the visuals of Taker are always dope yeah. I, I'm, I'll tell you I am excited for this uh, Kevin Owens uh, Cesaro feud oh it's gonna be good except for the fact that one of them has to lose and whoever loses is gonna get pushed down the mid card not necessarily nah, it's, it's the way every, you see where, where my account is set up <laughs> There's certain things that work this way, and wrestling is one of those things. Like whoever loses this feud, is, if if Kevin Owens loses, he's coming down. I'm assuming this means Kevin Owens is, is fighting at SummerSlam against Cesaro the day after he fights Balor at NXT, which is weird. Back to back nights. Yeah, I don't know how this works, which makes it me believe that can he lose twice in a weekend? Exactly. You can't lose twice in a weekend. But then you can't win and then lose to Cesaro the next night either, unless Cesaro is going to make a run in NXT. No, but you can exactly. win the NXT championship, come in on, riding a high, and then lose to Cesaro. But I and Cesaro does, gets a different belt. That shit looks stupid. It looks but stu- Finn's not losing. Well, that's my point. And Neville held the fucking belt for so a year. Kevin Owens, so Kevin Owens is winning the next night at SummerSlam. He has to. Okay. I can live with that. I just I can't leave. I can't keep seeing Kevin Owens lose matches. And ride back with that ugly-ass staff infection. Needs to fucking go somewhere. Gross. Horrible pictures. If you haven't seen it, don't look that shit yeah, up. Yeah, just, just give it up. Um, the best wrestling on the planet has been the G1 Climax Tournament, though. 
Yep. In terms of pure wrestling, um, I'm still not cut. It's impossible. It's impossible for me to watch all this shit at like three oh, in the morning. Way too much. Way too much. Like I'm trying to fast forward through shit because there's a bunch. There's always like some six, eight man tag match with like <laughs> the previews the next night, and I'm like, God damn it! It's like so many people wrestling. But if you need notes on what to watch, go find the Kota Ibushi and Shibata match. I think it's day seven. Seven is it? I'm pretty sure it's seven. Seven. Yeah. It's before the AJ Styles Naito match. Okay. Which is also good. Good match. But Shibata and Nabushi tore that shit down. No, I, I wasn't like a really big Shibata fan. I know. You said you Yeah, like I it. said I like, you know, my whole overly technical yeah. thing. But uh, no, I like that match a lot, though. It was but stiff. The, yeah, it, it was better than the other match. Thank God. Um, And I, I liked it. it. Had more movement. Told like a little bit better of a story. It, it wasn't as. Slow pace is the last one. Yeah, see, I'm a big Shibata fan. And, I mean, the moment he kicked Ibushi in the face and kicked him off the can, I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this shit about to turn up. Um, but aside from that, like, the best, it's been the best wrestling in the tournament. Um, I, it's funny because, you know, I don't Still know. Still don't know who the hell's winning it. Yeah, cause with Nakamura, it's like, it seems like they're going to try to stall and, and put say, somebody in position. pushing his matches back, though. Well, he has to forfeit him. If he doesn't wrestle, he loses. And the winner gets the points. But he already lost one, so he can't right. forfeit any. This is my point. It's like they have to figure out a way but for But they the... haven't mentioned it yet. I haven't gotten to a point where they mentioned it. Like, he has to come. They're not going to lap him. I mean, but they he has to forfeit. They announced he forfeited his match against Michael Elgin. So he's forfeiting matches as he doesn't wrestle. So the only way this can work is if the bookers figure out a way mathematically to keep him involved points-wise, which means he'd have to go on some kind of winning streak when he comes back, and everybody else would have to lose. How does it work? I don't know. It'd be the weirdest shit. The favorite at this point to me now is, is almost swung back in AJ Styles' AJ court. Styles? Or it could be Ibushi because Ibushi's look good. But Shibata beat him. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's good. Hey, and then the fact that this Japanese commentary might turn some people off, I don't give a damn what they're saying, but that shit is live. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. They just yell. And whenever <laughs> they yell, I yell too. Like, oh, I just listen for tone. Yep. Because it'd be like... Blah, blah, blah. Ah, and it'd be like, oh shit! <laughs> and the crowd, oh, it's like and yo, the mat is loud as hell too. It, it, like, oh, this shit's great. I keep saying I gotta go to Japan just to go to a show <laughs> because the crowd is so quiet, but they know how to peak at the right time. If you catch like the finale of this tournament, like, yo, oh god, it, yeah, that should be dope. So that's like the best wrestling on the planet. Um, everything else I don't care about, like. ROH after that Jay Lethal Roderick Star match Meh Just turned you off With the hour long Match oh, of nothingness I gotta put you on blast Right now For being an asshole And waiting to buy Your PWG tickets Fuck uh, For day three And it was too late Because what were you doing <laughs> Well you were caught Meek and Drake crap Yeah Stupid Meek and Drake stuff I had to do posting On uh, BSO Of Meek and Drake And I was like Yo I'll be right there I'm gonna get it You're like It's gonna sell out In 15 minutes I was like oh, It's not gonna sell out In 15 minutes Let me get these two posts up And uh I was just trying to help out the site, <laughs> and then I clicked on PWG, and it was like, only tickets available at the door. And yeah, I was so, just like, what and that's the all, fuck? dog. That's all three nights. It wasn't like it was just one show. No, 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 it was day one, day two, and day three. Because my plan was, it was like, okay, there's three nights. Even if I can't make it to like Friday or something, right? Right. Let me, I'll just buy the ticket for Friday, and then sell it and use that money to get the next one. Or I'll do some trade. I'll do some shit. Someone's trying to offload a ticket. Be like, yo, I'll trade you a Friday for a Sunday, or I'll sell my Friday and then just buy a Sunday. If I got to pay at the door, at least it offsets the cost. Right. I couldn't get any of them. They were gone. I was just like, shit. So I got to find a way to get at the door, but I'll be out there. So maybe if I go on Saturday before the fights Mm -hmm. 
and buy a ticket at the door for Sunday. Nope. They don't do that. Same nope. day. Same, Same day. day. Yep. Oh, I just got to wake up at the crack Dude, of dawn. This is Sunday. like the 80s. Like, there's no <laughs> advanced ticket sales. It's like when you get your ticket, that's it. And it's not even like a real ticket. It's your PayPal receipt. That's all they want to see is your PayPal receipt. So it's like there's two lines, and one line is extremely long. It's people that's playing at the door, hoping that there's still seats left. Because they really don't know how many people they can fit in there. They start throwing chairs around until the <laughs> place fills up. That's how PWG works. So, yeah. We, me and Marcus bought day three. Um, I bought it just like NXT. I don't even know if I'm going. I'm just buying my shit. Well, I know I'll be in LA. I'm going. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get stuck. a boxing match. Like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get stuck covering the Shane Mosley, Ricardo Mayorga. Yeah, Mares. So yeah, have fun there because that's going to be a great fight. If I'm Mayorga Mosley, I have to go to PWG <laughs> to watch it rinse, rinse that shit out of my mouth. It's disgusting. <laughs> so it's going to be a great weekend, uh, great wrestling, and we talked about a little bit of everything on the show. You know, what, what we didn't the talk about fuck was Virgil still? Talking I, I, about? Don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Virgil's talking about. But the one thing we didn't talk about that I'm actually really, really excited about is the Compton soundtrack dropping. Oh yeah, we got to see if uh, if Dre still got it. I think he still got it. Who goes? Who's his ghostwriter this time? Whoever he's rapping with. Okay. Just whoever, just kids, if you never listened to Dr. Dre, you never paid attention, whoever he's rapping with is who he's going to sound like. Go back to like the recipe with Kendrick. Sounds like Kendrick. Everything he does sounds like Kendrick. I don't care who he sounds like. As a matter of fact, I don't know how many songs he's actually on on the soundtrack. That's what's weird. Like some songs have like a lot of guest appearances. Some song has like one person. It's. Did he just produce it? Is it a soundtrack? It's not a a soundtrack. It's an album. This is like his detox, except it's not called detox anymore because I got dumped. It was created around the whole sound of this film that felt like it was Compton. So it's like American Gangster for Dr. Dre. Yeah. Which, I'm again, I'm excited about it. I'm glad detox never dropped. It's one of those things I'm just like, at a certain point, you're just like, I don't want it to drop anymore. Because yeah. it'll never live up to whatever I wanted it to be. Like exactly. Mayweather Pacquiao. Never going <laughs> to live up to what you wanted it to be. And when it happens, you, you just you hate it. You know, it's like between that and Guns N' Roses Chinese democracy, it's like, dude, at a certain point, it's like, just just don't do it. Just leave it alone. So the fact that he kind of dropped a surprise album, and that's Friday, actually, right around the corner. Ah, no pun intended. Right. This is the corner. <laughs> this is the corner where all the shit meets. But um, <laughs> the fact that it's happening, I'm just excited. And next week, we'll get to talk about how good it is. Yeah. And then, and then the movie and... Uh, Going to advanced screening next week. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'll be there. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm trying to get like Andres. I'm trying to get advanced screenings. Yo. I might catch brunch this weekend. What? Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to get further ahead in life. Yo, I'm telling you. I do I did brunch before a World Series of Fighting. I'm about to tell on myself, but <laughs> y'all had like nine glasses of champagne before Endless I was doing play by mimosa. play. Yo, that's all I did was have mimosas and bellinis. And, and then I went to the fight. That's the most manliest shit I've ever heard you say. It is, man. Fuck that. <laughs> yo, I drink yo fucking peach bellinis. I drink champagne is for a god. And I don't care, <laughs> yo, I drink a pop bottle, son, in my own house. I don't pay for them at the table. Fuck all that. I got bottles of liquor at my house. But yeah. Drake needs to send us some bottles, like you did, Charlemagne. Yeah, man. So, like, look, Charlemagne is the homie. Like I've known Charlemagne for a while, and I, we need to get him on the show because I know he's a boxer fan. He'll randomly tweet me who's going to win certain fights. Now that he's got all them bottles of Don P. He needs to go ahead and send me a bottle. Right? We could use one. Like shit, Drake won't mind. He's like, he's like that much anyway. Put on a tab. Yeah, put it on Angie's tab. <laughs> Somebody's tab. Just we just gotta get the homie and him and Andrew gotta get on the show. We gotta get all the homies on the show. Definitely. But right now, this show belongs to Virgil. Yo, 
Start the show. With that, I'm just dropping the mic. <laughs> All right, kids. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at the corner LSN. Same thing on Instagram. Follow us individually. I'm at Kel Dansby. And I'm at Andreas Hale. Same shit, same show, same time. Next week, the corner will be back. Yeah, and if you, I don't know who else you can bring out to like surprise me because Virgil's like it. You know what? You want to surprise me? Do you? Yeah. Who who can I? Who do I gotta get? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yep. Nah, but I'm working on Bay. What up, Sasha Banks? We're oh gonna talk God. soon. Good luck. <laughs> We're out. Memories on corners with the foes in the moles. Watch up the store for the rose. Talking straight forward to hoes. Got uncles that smoking. Some put blow up their nose to cope with the lows. The wind is cold and it blows. In they socks and they soles. Niggas holding they rose. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.